Men are built for the demands of life. The breadth of our shoulders bears the weight of responsibility in our homes. The depth of our voices projects strength to the world. And the length of our stride, our ambition, propels us toward career success. Man Up For Life is the coaching and speaking brand you need to reach the heights of your individual and organizational greatness. Responsibility, power, and ambition will cease to overwhelm you and begin to inspire you. To get started today, contact Demetrius Love at manupforlife at yahoo.com or at manupforlife across all social media platforms. Responsibility, power, ambition. Don't be overwhelmed. Be inspired. Start today. Thank me tomorrow. Sorry, I had stepped away for like two seconds. But <laughs> okay. I had to grab a cone. <laughs> did, you, did you hear what I asked? No, I had to go grab a cone. <laughs> oh, so I, you know what? Let's just get let's just yeah, get started. We, we no, oh, no, you got to tell me what you asked. Okay, so I was talking about. I said before we get into the cookout or cookout scene is the scene in Boys in the Hood. When Ice Cube was sitting at the table playing spades with his homies, they're drinking 40s, other people, you know, the family is there, people from the neighborhood are there, and I asked you what you thought about that scene. Jason started hating on you, and he was like, Vita too young, she don't know nothing about that. And I was like, if this about L.A., if it's got anything to do with L.A., Vita knows about it. What you got, Vita? You know about that scene, girl? I do not remember that. Oh, Vita! Oh, oh, Vita, you let me. I'm trying to remember. Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of the Motown Philly podcast. I am Tim Golden here with my co host. Yo, yo, yo. It is your boy, Jason Hall. What is going on? What up, though? What up, though, is that fabulous, wonderful, stupendous Detroit colloquialism. You heard it right. Jason is from the D, Detroit, Michigan, Motown. Yours truly, Tim Golden. I am from Philadelphia, Philly, the city of brotherly love. And we have joining us once again today from, from Los Angeles, the lovely, lovely, Awesome, wonderful, terrific, fantastic, fabulous, fantabulous, Miss Vita Star. Vita, thank you for joining us in today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. What's up? Did you almost forget where I was from? Uh, No, I I didn't. (laughs) I I was just, yeah, I I sort of (laughs) almost did. So, excuse Uh me. For that. Like I, I need to be. I mean, come on, Los Angeles. Come yeah. on. I, I need. To. I don't know. But there might be some DC to hate in there. I don't know. No, oh, mm. no. There's no hate. I got no hate for. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm yeah. just trying to spice it up. Just trying to spice yeah. it up. Well, Vita, only you could do that. I mean, I love Jason. <laughs> Jason and I are good. But anytime you can join us, Vita. We know that we're going to be a little bit better. So thank it's you. It's all love. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. All love. Thank you so much for joining us. True. Jason, why don't you tell the folks out there how thankful we are, man? Yo, I just want to share some gratitude with you guys. As we come up on this Memorial Weekend, we are so grateful for so many things. So grateful for those who have... Um, 
served in the military and some uh, paid a great sacrifice. And in, on this holiday, we do commemorate and we pay homage to those individuals and family members who uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice for us to, for Tim and I and Vita to do what we're doing. And we are so grateful for each and every one of our listeners, those listeners um, who are faithful, who listen to us in the car, in the home, uh, while they're doing work, just whenever. And you spend time with us and we do not take it for granted. So our hearts are overjoyed with gratitude for you guys supporting us, making up our community, getting inside our Facebook group and talking and sharing as much and tim and i are still working on having more and more uh, interactive activities and trying to do things that engage with our community but we are so grateful for new and old listeners please 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 share this with any of your friends and family who might glean um, just real good conversations about communication connection and community so we appreciate you guys Yes, we do appreciate y'all. Communication, connection, community. That's what we all about here at the Motown Philly podcast. Just want to encourage y'all, please go into the Motown Philly Facebook group. I posted in there that we have our one year anniversary coming up in, in August, the anniversary, August 18th, the anniversary of our first recorded episode. I left something there in the Facebook group for ideas. If you have ideas, go in, comment. I tell you what. If you don't have any ideas for us and you just want to tell us how you think we're doing, we want you to go in there and we want y'all to tell us how you think we're doing. Mm -hmm. I suspect that Vita will get a lot of love because she's Vita and Mm -hmm. that's what Vita does. Vita brings so much to the table and she's, she's such a great contributor here. So go show some love for Vita, show some love for Jay. And even if you feel like showing some love for little old me, Tim Gold. Yo, l- let me show some love. Go l- ahead, Jack. Let me interject. I got some feedback. Um, and they said and some this feed particular feedback said that they really enjoy Vita's uh interaction with us. It kind of helps to blend in, you know, our masculinity with a little softer side. And they also uh enjoy Vita's pushback when we have an opinion yo she doesn't back down and just uh, there's a good synergy that comes across these airwaves on this podcast when Vita shows up so Vita um, I don't know if Tim and I have hinted hard enough yo your invitation is always a standing invitation whenever you're whenever whenever you're able to hop on with us yo we appreciate you oh wow I'm so grateful thank you thank you to everyone who um Says such nice things. Um, someone actually hit me up on Instagram and they said some similar, very nice things, and I appreciate them as well. And um, I love being on here. I love talking to you guys. You guys are amazing. I just love listening to the show. You guys have great guests, and um, be- just being able to be a part of it is just a joy. So thank you guys for having me. Thank you to all the listeners who um, enjoy having me. So yeah, thank you to everybody. Definitely. Yes, Vita. Thank you. You bring so much to us, and we are grateful for everything that you do. And you are always welcome on the show, whether it's a lighthearted topic like this 
or a topic with a guest, you you are just phenomenal in all that you do. So you're always welcome here at Motown Philly. Okay, folks, here we go. This one's going to be a good one. Who can now we talk about communication, connection, and community? Yeah, and yeah. You can't talk about communication, connection, and community, Vita and Jason, without talking about the phenomenon in black culture known as the cookout. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. The cookout. So we're going to call this episode the cookout and communication or maybe we'll call it who can come to the cookout and communication but before we get into who can come again i want to echo what jason says so many people in our community have loved ones who have paid the ultimate sacrifice through military service and we want you all to keep in mind that memorial day is about remembering all those wonderful people who have have given their lives or who have lost their lives in military service. Beyond that, however, there is this idea of the cookout. And the cookout is a place where we see Vita and Jason, communication, connection, and community. They are all on display at the cookout. So when I think about the cookout as a as a phenomenon, particularly one in the black community, I think about the food first and foremost, right? The barbecue chicken, the ribs, the potato salad, the macaroni salad, the lemonade for you alcohol, for folks that drink alcohol, right? Uh-huh. The, the wine coolers, the the spritzer, whatever. I, I you know, I, y'all gotta, y'all gotta crash course in. Why. I love how you have no idea what people drink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was, he was, Vita, he was struggling. He was struggling. <laughs> I was struggling because I don't even, I don't even really know the drinks no more, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't, I don't even understand what they are, but I'm sure you and Jason Vita will, <laughs> will fill me in. I have absolutely no idea what people drink, but uh, anyhow. The cookout is this phenomenon, right? Where we gather around food. Earlier, Jason, this year, remember, we did an episode about the Super Bowl and how the Super Bowl is another one of those events where people gather together. But the Super Bowl, there's an event that's external to the gathering. And I guess Memorial Day is sort of like that, but it's not like people are gathering together to watch something the way they are when they watch the Super Bowl. The cookout just seems to be a place where people come together. It is supposedly the unofficial beginning of summer and the travel season and all the things that go along with it. So when I think about the cookout, I think about this scene from the old movie. Now, I guess it's 32 years old. Mm. Where has the time gone? Mm. Boys in the Hood, 1991. John Singleton, rest in peace, John Singleton, great director. And I think of the cookout scene where Doughboy, played by Ice Cube, was sitting at the table at the cookout playing spades with his homies. This cookout was sort of like a celebration because Doughboy had just got back home from jet from prison. He had done some time and people were kind of eating and just having a good time. And so that's what makes me think about the cookout 
Oh, that that's or I should say that's what I think of when I think about the cookout. How, how about y'all, Vita? What what do you think about when you think about the cookout? What comes to mind in in for you about the cookout? How do you how do you understand that concept? Honestly, it's very very personal to me because mm-hmm. my family would um, we haven't in years probably because well not probably because of the people who in my family did them all passed away but um for me it was very personal because we would have annual um cookouts we didn't call them cookouts we called them barbecues <laughs> or family picnics um but we did it every single year over the, every summer and um everybody every family everybody in the family every family friend was invited to come through and so for me, it's like when I when I hear that, it's like very, very personal. And it wasn't like a family reunion, but it was just something you knew that was going to happen every year at the same location, at the same spot, at the same park. Because we always make sure there was somebody there at 5 a.m. to take that exact spot every time. <laughs> and um, there have been times when like we would legit be like right next to like some famous person's uh, picnic. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was. It was just crazy, like, and it was um, to the point where we would like. I think one I remember, name, I remember name what, drop, name drop, Vita. Ooh, I'm trying ooh. to remember who specifically my brother had uh, mentioned that this one particular family would always be there. And I didn't even recognize that it was this person's family for some reason until he told me later. Um, oh fuck, who is Wait, exciting? Will Will Smith? It was a. It was like a no. It was like a famous <laughs> NBA player. I mm. can't think. Um, I haven't eaten, so forgive me. <laughs> my brain is a little messed up. But I, I, I'm sorry, y'all, I can't remember. But anyway, um, mm. multiple. Oh, Magic Johnson. No, um, Jermaine O'Neal. Um, okay. Oh, Jermaine O'Neal. <laughs> okay. Which is funny because I've also seen him at a club in Indiana. <laughs> really, of all places. Same time, yeah, and and Flavor Flav. It was during the um, Black Expo. Um, okay. It was super random. I know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> No, but it was so anyway, my family picnic, I think of like we played dominoes. That was a big in my family. And I think of my 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 cousin who's who's my he's my well, he's like my uncle, but he's really my cousin. I remember I think about him getting upset because we were playing newer music and he only wanted to hear, you know, um his old school. Mm-hmm. That's all he wanted to hear was his earth, wind and fire. You know, um mm. oh, Vita, Vita, can I interject here and say something yeah. before I forget to say it? Somewhere this weekend, Jermaine O'Neal and Flavor Flav are saying, <laughs> I met Vita Starr at the Black <laughs> oh, I doubt it. In Indiana. On <laughs> 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 Broad Ripple Street. Oh, um, man. I'm sorry. I just had to get that out. Yeah. No, and then I think about bar- like the best barbecue you've ever had, macaroni and cheese, potato salad, um, Lots of sodas, lots of Hawaiian punch, mm-hmm. <laughs> beer, lots of beer. Um, people arguing about nothing. Um, everybody at lawn chairs. People arguing about music mostly. Who's better than who? Mm-hmm. Uh, my family loves to argue about anything, though. You, you give them something to argue about, they'll argue about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Know, I, I've Vita from your ex from your description or depiction. I'm feeling so nostalgic. Like it just I don't <laughs> know about Tim. Like, but it's just it just brings back all kind of memories that 
um i used to have growing up as well like family like yo i appreciate that yeah so jay what what's your what's your cookout story from growing up man i know they cook out in detroit bro like it was when vita mentioned so I don't know if if they called it the cookout or the barbecue, but that both resonate. You know what I'm saying? So when you think about, I love the fact that we're doing this on Memorial Day, right? Or Memorial, yeah, this will be coming out on Memorial Day Sunday. So in in Detroit, the weather is just starting to get warm. So it's typically for us up there the first true time when and and the first true cookout of the season. Because we're the weather's just changing over to whether it's warm. We can get out the the grill, or it wasn't even a grill; it was a barbecue pit, right? It wasn't a grill. We ain't had grill. We ain't know what grills was with gas back then. But it was just like we got the barbecue pit out. And here's the thing: like every Memorial Day weekend, aka the cookout day, aka time for barbecue day, we had a parade, the Memorial Day parade, and my brother and I. And people that were in our circle, we were in this parade. And in this parade, we marched every year uh, in this parade. And it was just like a small town right outside of Detroit called Inkster, for those of you guys who are listening. And we were in this Memorial Day parade. It was horses. It was all different types of different uh, people in the community that were that dig well in the community and after that we went to a park and it was always this one park i wish i could tell you the name of this park if it comes to me it was huron park it came to me after all these years it was, uh, lake huron park and we went there and i can always remember this time because this was this time was really significant because it's funny that vita's on the Detroit Pistons was often in the playoffs and headed to the championship finals. And then this time, significantly, we were playing the L.A. Lakers and we battled them for about two, three straight years in a row. We lost a couple times and then we actually played them. No, we we just played them twice. And I just it was a really rich time because music was in the air. Um, Fresh Prince's Summertime had just come out. Like it was just very, very, very nostalgic. I can smell the food. My mouth is kind of, kind of <laughs> salivating right now. Just kind of you create the whole it. scene of the era. Oh, it was, it was. <laughs> oh, I remember. Like even if we weren't playing y'all in LA, we like we were still battling in the playoffs often around that time because as Tim can remember, we like the late 80s early 90s there was a surgeons of the pistons and we were playing like this we were always in the playoffs we played the atlanta hawks and then we got better we started playing hard against the um the uh the celtics the boston celtics who were actually in the finals you all were beating up on michael jordan regular and then we started beating up on like jordan uh played the Cavs. And then we started like making our way to the finals and we was battling LA a lot. So there was this love hate relationship for LA. And it was, we, we remember all these things happening each year at the park, bro. And it was, you know, we had the, the food, the hot dogs, the chips, and we just, there was a pool around. It was just, it was just good times. And I just remember music and, and basketball and, 
we would bounce from the pool and then go play basketball and it was just a thing it was a thing thing and we just we just really really enjoyed my our time there and i just get excited even talking about it yeah i i get excited listening to you talk about it now <laughs> now jason and vita y'all gotta know this if and you mentioned this jason so you know i'm coming to it if y'all want to get any sense of what the cookout was like in philly all you gotta do is listen to will smith summertime right? mm. the lyrics mm. yeah i got on sneaks but i need a new pair basketball courts in the summer yeah. girls there yeah. what jason was thinking about when you was on the basketball courts right so <laughs> trying to look fly with your shoes and all this stuff it was it was just a time bro and so in philly it was like growing up for me the cookout was the cookout was about family who was not family coming together as family mm -hmm. right so i had friends from the neighborhood and i would go to the, their family cookout and i was just wow they were like yeah tim come on in and you know all the other kids from the neighborhood would be there and we would laugh and joke and you know like vita said argue about nothing right mm -hmm. argue about sports be at the cookout talking about yo man you see how the pistons beat up on jordan man yo man you see the way vinnie johnson came in the game and hit all them threes on the By lake the i mean we just we it was it was a time of of conversation and a time of connection and community and and all of the things that we're about here at Motown Philly. And, and you know what I want to, another aspect of this that I want to highlight is it was also a time for pass, the passing down of generational stories mm. because I would often hear the stories of my elders, of my parents, of my aunts and uncles, of my cousins that were older, sharing all these hilarious stories about each other, about their parents, of their childhood, you know, and telling on each other about all these things that happened that, you know, if that, like, for example, stories about my mom that I probably wouldn't have heard just on, on our own, right? Like, I heard this, this funny story about how, I guess it's not so funny, but it's kind of funny about how when she was a teen, not, they were at a club when she was like in her early, I guess, 20s. And somebody like did something that made the, they were going to have to shut the club down. And it, it turned out to be the guy that she was dancing with the whole night. And, you know, just crazy shit like that. And oh, you hear these wow. kind of stories. It's like, what? And you, did you know? Like, and it's just like, my, my mother would have never shared that story. But I got to hear this story from all my aunts and uncles cracking jokes about it. Right. Or like, just, or just even like, you know, hearing your uncle who was, who was in Vietnam say certain things. And, you know, even though he's getting upset, it's like, what? Like you get to witness like what your people went through. Right. Um, it's like, or even you have somebody who's telling you like, you know, how they made something. Yeah. You know, I made these, uh, you know, this banana pudding by doing this, this, and this. Right. So it's like, you're, you're constantly hearing things from your family being passed down. The other thing that was important to me, it was a time for me to connect with people and cousins and relatives that I didn't get to see that often that I was very close to, especially in those moments, right? Um, for me, I was often the only girl in amongst the cousins that I was actually around, especially my mother's side. So when I got to see my other cousins that were also girls, 
that I didn't often get to hang out with, it was like a big joy, right? So I have my cousin, and Miss Candace, we call her Lil Candace, because we have, we have another cousin named Candace that she's named after. Um, obviously, Lil Candace, and that's like my best friend till this day, right? So it was like those moments I get to connect with her and we get to talk about things that we like to talk about. Um, and then what's funny with my family was even after the picnic was over, because it would be dark and the park would close, there was a relative's house that everybody would drive to. And we basically continued to cook out there. <laughs> it was like it didn't end. And for the most part, we'd all spend the night, at least one night, until the people that had to drive, you know, further back to where they had to go and then, you know, that kind of thing. So for me, it's like, it's such a connection to my family. Like you said, it's, it is community, but it's also a way to um, communicate these stories that, you know, you maybe wouldn't hear in just any other situation. Mm-hmm. That's, so, that's, yeah. so, that's good right there Vita that is so powerful Vita yes. we, we, we tend to take the concept of the cookout for granted when the reality is it is as Vita, as Vita said it's an opportunity for the transmission of intergenerational knowledge right mm-hmm. intergenerational mm-hmm. truth mm-hmm. it's a time for the older generation to teach the newer generation and frankly it's the time for the newer generation to cross pollinate with the older and teach them a few things right Mm -hmm. and this is the way i think that community operates on a on a larger scale right the more interaction we have with one another the more we learn from one another the more we learn from one another the more we learn about each other Mm -hmm. the more we deepen our knowledge of one another the the more of a connection that we have and i know for me in in philly growing up it was just a joy to be together with people in a setting where like vita said people who i didn't see all the time right especially when we me and my friends went off to college because we went to different colleges on the east coast some people were in college down south some people were in college uh out west i had a friend that went to school in california i had another friend who went to school down in in florida and you know and when you went to when more than one person went to a hbcu it was always kind of cool to compare notes about the band or the football game right and of course in those days there was no social media so it's not like you could keep up with people on facebook or twitter or whatever you when you when you didn't see somebody you just didn't know what they were doing (laughs) you you really just did i mean how radical of an idea is that nowadays right right you didn't know and the cookout was the place where you got caught up with everything and i just had really fond memories of that you know what's deep about the cookout is that we're talking about how that built communication connection and community and i want to say that physical proximity is important but it's not determinative because here is jason in memphis i'm in walla walla you're in la vita and we are having communication connection and community right now Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. we're talking about the very thing that we're cultivating even as we have this conversation so yeah the cookout is one of those things folks one of those things folks and and please 
I hope that you're listening to this maybe while you're making the potato salad or maybe while your uncle is screaming at you to get the barbecue sauce out here because you got to slather them ribs down that's on the grill, right? Whatever the case, the ribs of that chicken. Making those deviled eggs. Yeah, making the deviled <laughs> eggs, man. Somebody making the, the baked beans. And I don't know if, you know, everybody don't eat the swine. But for those who do, you put that ham hock in them beans, man. Mm-hmm. That ham to season them beans. You get some biscuits on the side. Oh, man. Them dogs. Yeah. Them, them, them Hebrew nationals. Boy, that's That's some good eating right there. So, all right. So we're talking about the concept of the cookout, right? And we know y'all are going to be cooking out this weekend. And we hope y'all are listening to us as you cook out or as you prepare to partake in this cultural experience of the cookout as a, as a, as a black person. Here's the question though. Wait, wait, let me. I think I know where you're about to go. Before you go there, can I interject? Please, go man. Ahead. Because what you two have been saying, Vita, you you mentioned the sharing of of stories, and Tim, you kind of um, kind of dug in a little bit more. Yo, if I can recall, and just in history, like that is how that was one of the primary ways, like ancestrally, like our culture literally sat down and i'm not sure if it was around a cookout but that was their main way of transmitting like traditions of the family traditions of the culture when things weren't written it was often said and that's how like family rituals and like connection through the communication of the ancestors as they spoke to the other generations and it's just so funny that you know centuries later similar things Vita and Tim happened in order to convey you know how things were based on how things are and I think you know that's just kind of a power that's a powerful you know activity of communication so you know that's a very very powerful observation Jason so I'm sitting here thinking about this has me thinking about black art and the way that black art is fundamentally different from European art. Mm-hmm. If y'all just indulge me for a moment, I don't want to get too philosophical. Nah, here. do it, do it. This is why you want. This is why we had these conversations. But, but in 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 many African cultures, in many cultures of many African countries, uh, for well, first of all, let's start with European art. When European uh, people think of art, we often think of things, objects, the physical objects that are framed that are hung on walls, that are put in museums, statues that are crafted and put on display. And when we think, when Europeans think of art, it's often understood as some sort of physical object. But what's fascinating is when you study African art, which has physical objects too, one of the principal art forms of African art was the griot. G-R-I-O-T. Mm-hmm. And the griot in many Af- in the cultures of, of many African countries was a person in a tribe or in a village who was said to have understood the entire history of that village or that tribe and was responsible for transmitting it from one generation to the next. 
And when we think of this idea of storytelling, as Vita mentioned it a few moments ago, mm-hmm. we have to consider storytelling as an art form. But as it is with many other differences between European and African or black and white culture, what is a physical object to be admired for Europeans and for many whites for African Americans is not so much a physical object that hangs on a wall, but is this mental and this emotional and this spiritual activity that the griot carries with him or her. So the art form is not objective. It becomes subjective. Art is something that he carries, he or she, whoever it was, carries with themselves at all times and shares it, right? From one generation to the next. And so it isn't just not to say that European art doesn't speak to the emotions or have an emotional component, but I just wanted to point out that difference between the, the griot and the griot's storytelling as an art form and what many folks consider to be art in terms of physical objects in museums as it is often with black folks we carry our artistic productions with us inside of us my father told me uh that i I used to watch my father sit there and play the piano my father was a jazz musician and i said to him i used to be fascinated to watch his fingers roll over the keys and I said to him, Daddy, how do you make your fingers do that? How do you, do you how do you tell your fingers what to do? He said, well, I don't really tell my fingers what to do. My heart does. And my fingers do the rest. Wow. And, and so it's wow. interesting that when we really understand art and understand music and its connection to black culture, which we'll get into next month, more on that later, we we really see that the art is something that we carry around with us and that is deep inside of us and it's the event like the cookout that enables our contemporary griots right to sit around and unload those burdens those stories at spaces and places like cookouts so i think what you're speaking to really is to the soulfulness of who we are Mm -hmm. right yes Absolutely. That's why everything we create is very artistic. And I like the way you said it. I think for um, Europeans, it's everything has to be sort of in this very, um, I don't even want to say logical, because I don't even think that's the word I'm looking for. I want to say almost like it has to be in this very tangible space in order for them to be, uh, for them to experience it, right? It's almost like if I don't see it this one particular way, that it doesn't exist. So there has to be art has to be physical for them. It can't be felt. It can't be heard. And that's why their music has to mimic ours and not have the same soulfulness. Right. Food doesn't taste like ours. Um, (laughs) I mean, we just live for being honest. Like nobody's like we were going to decide between our food or most foods that have lots of spices and flavor and you know, in, in most European foods, most people are going to say, oh, let's, let's go other places. <laughs> if you're just being honest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a soulfulness that comes with our, because we look at everything as art. Look at how we do hair. Look at how we do wear clothes, right? 
So mm-hmm. it is, it's in everything that we do, how we make music. So things have to sound a certain way, look a certain way, feel a certain way, taste a certain way, smell a certain way. Right? You're talking, Vita. You're talking. You're talking that talk. <laughs> no, that is so, it's so, it's, it's, that's so rich. And you're right. Like the experience that we talk about when we talk about the cookout, like it has, all those things presence, but we feel all of those things that we're talking. The food has to be can't be it can't be the potato salad with the raisins and like we we like what is like nah nah it gotta it gotta be it gotta be it gotta be a certain type like you know what I'm saying the ribs the hot dogs the chicken like it you and you know when somebody show up and the stuff is a little sideways you'd be like oh who made this uh 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 uh. You know exactly. And you exactly. gotta feel it. You gotta feel it. No, that's that so resonates so hard. And, and we didn't even get into the dancing, right? Mm-hmm. That's another aspect oh. of the cookout, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Passing down dances. The older generation trying to learn what the new generation is doing. The new generation watching what the old generation was doing and trying to make some new variation of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure if we look at our history. We've probably been doing that since we, you know, the uh, the, the the motherland, right? Mm-hmm. So, I feel like these are these are traditions that we don't even really see the value of because because it's just what we do. We don't think, oh, this is part of our culture and our heritage. This is part of who we are as a people. Um, this is part of what builds our community. This is part of what builds our connection. This is part of what we're doing as a way to express our love for who we are um and i think it's important that we acknowledge that right that's how these in fact that's how music gets passed down generation that's how we know our parents music and our grandparents music that's how we know what a classic is right that's how we know a ray charles song that in our generation that ain't even our parents generation right maybe y'all's parents generation i don't know <laughs> that was a joke <laughs> well, that yeah, that was I, I caught that Vita. That was, I was like, man, that was kind of cold. Vita got it. But you but, get you know, what I'm saying. Speaking of speaking of cookout music, the song that used to do it for us in Philly was Marvin Gaye. Got to give it up. When that came on, you know, got to give it up, man. Everybody at the cookout would would be dancing. People would be dancing with a half eaten hot dog in their hand. And other people would be dancing with cards in their hand from playing spades. And so from the music and of course, Marvin Gaye, Jay got to start in where? Definitely. Motown. Definitely. Motown, brother. So it, it's really just been a, a, a joy sort of talking about the this concept of the cookout and, and how everybody comes together and how it really is an artistic space, right? An aesthetic space. One one other reference I think I have to make here is to one of James Baldwin's short stories. James Baldwin, <laughs> Jason is smiling because <laughs> James Baldwin is our idol, our Ugh. social, political commentator mm-hmm. idol. Mm-hmm. And and James Baldwin writes a short story called Sonny's Blues. And in the short story, there's a scene in which he is depicting his, uh, a black family getting together after church and they're getting together and they're kind of sitting around and nobody wants to leave 
because mm-hmm. Sunday night is it's getting dark and nobody wants to leave. And he says in his description of the scene, no one wants to leave because they know what awaits them in the darkness. They know what awaits them Monday morning. And it makes me think of how among the sort of sacred spaces for black people is the cookout. Mm. Wow, because, good shit. Because church is has historically, I think, had that function in the black community, right? Church is the, the one place a lot of a lot of white Christians and some black Christians who are immigrants will say things like, I don't understand why black people stay in church all day. Well, if if you would if you were getting lynched and if you knew you were gonna catch hell, you would want to go to a place where you felt safe, loved, mm-hmm. and accepted. And you would want to stay there all day. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you have an, an acute understanding of systemic oppression and how it operates in the world, you would know that the one place where you would want to be is in a place where, if I could quote from the sitcom, 80 sitcom Cheers, where everybody knows your name and they're always mm-hmm. glad you came. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the cookout, along with church and I, I, Jason, I, I got to say this, and Vita, you may have to. You, I want you to join us on this one too. I we got to do a show on the barbershop and the beauty salon and mm. communication because that's another space. That is a no. Those are other spaces, right? Where we go and we can lead into that conversation with barbershop one, two, and three, mm, right? Brother, brother. Move, right about how people black people we migrate into these spaces and what i love so much about african-american culture is that we have the marvelous habit of taking lemons and making lemonade you don't want me to go to school with you fine we got hbcus you don't want me to go to church with you fine we got black churches you don't want me to live nearby you that's okay. We got black neighborhoods and in them black neighborhoods, we got black barbershops and we might not be able to solve the problems of the world outside of that community. But when we go to the barbershop or the beauty parlor, we can get it all right. We can fix it and we can leave dignified knowing that we look a little better than we did when we went in and we might not have a job. My father used to tell me, boy, always walk like you're going somewhere. Even if you ain't got nowhere to go, make sure you got your hair cut and your shoes shine because people look at the bottom and the top. And if you look good in those two places, even if your shirt got a stain on it, you could make out all right. So there's all these sorts of wonderful spaces. So what I'm hearing, y'all, this is what I'm hearing. And I got to ask a question now because Vita and Jason, what I'm hearing from this conversation is that the cookout is not just any old kind of space. It's a sacred space. So we are going to pick up on the other side. We're going to leave y'all with a little bit of a cliffhanger. We're going to pick up on the other side of this special message from the Motown Philly podcast. And we will continue this dialogue in just a minute. Hello, Motown Philly family. You all need to know that this podcast is sponsored by The Speaker's Mechanic. The Speaker's Mechanic is 
a business enterprise of my co-host Jason Hall, who is a communication skills coach, and he's also published author of a book called A Vocal Owner's Manual. He works with professionals who are looking to improve their communication skills, and I guarantee you that if you work with him, he will improve yours. Check out his book on Amazon. Again, it's called A Vocal Owner's Manual, and you will be certain once you check him out to improve and get better because here at Motown Philly, that's what we're all about. And that's what his brand, The Speaker's Mechanic, is all about. Thanks so much for tuning in and thanks to The Speaker's Mechanic for this sponsorship. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Motown Philly podcast. Tim Golden here with Vita Star. Everybody give Vita a round of applause. Yes, Wherever yes. you are, whatever you're doing, drop that potato salad and clap your hands for Vita Star. Drop that potato salad. Drop that. Drop that. Uh, that, that big so fork. <laughs> drop that fork you using to turn that meat on the grill and clap your hands, Jason Hall. And what up, dope? Y'all are so funny. What and, up? And, and just and just understand that we just hanging out at the cookout with y'all. So so just before the break, we were approaching this idea that the cookout is a sacred space, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a space where black people come and get together and they transmit knowledge intergenerationally. They they share stories, as Vita pointed out. It's some griots at the cookout who got the whole family history. Maybe even if it's a neighborhood, they know the whole history of the neighborhood and they run it down and them stories get passed on and they inspire from one generation to the next. Now I gotta ask a question. Since the space is so sacred, is everybody welcome into it? Or are there some people that can't come to the cookout? And if so, who are they? I'ma just I'ma just let this ride out there in the atmosphere and whichever one of y'all two wants Later. to take it, can take it. Listen, I was gonna let it breathe, but I, I I gotta jump on it. I gotta I gotta jump on it. Listen, let me just say this. First of all, everybody ain't invited to the cookout. Listen, I have a heart of love. I just for y'all for y'all who've off often or always listen, y'all know me. Like my heart is my heart is pure, as pure as it can be, and and I strive for for that each and every day. But chick. I can't say everybody's invited to the cookout because here's the thing: the cookout is a vibe, right? The the, the wait a minute, Jay. The cookout is two vibes. The, the probably, probably more like two and a half. But go ahead. I mean, the cookout is all of that. Like it's it's an it's a vibe. It's an experience. Everybody, like how you said, like they feel this bond and you just don't want to leave because i don't know maybe it's intergenerational like trauma that allows us once we get connected and once we start feeling each other as far as like i feel supported i feel loved i don't want to leave this space but guess what when there is an intruder an imposter an infiltrator those vibes get interrupted now those vibes can be interrupted by food. Who brought this mess to the dag? <laughs> who brought this? Who brought this? 
this this what is it uh potato salad with the with the raisins and you done messed up my who brought this pumpkin like if you if it's who brought the pumpkin pie they, the, Jay, they, they bought the potato salad with the raisins and no Lowry. Bruh, 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 no bruh. So, I mean, so let's just start off in general. Vita might have another idea, but I just feel like the the cookout, the barbecue is a vibe. And maybe some people do show up that might, that you kind of might have to squint at. But you just hope that they kind of keep to themselves and are very introverted um, on that particular occasion. So, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Vita, what you what you saying? Yeah, everybody is definitely not invited. And I'm with you 100 percent because it is a vibe, because it is a sacred space, because, you know, we need to trust that we all going to get home and, in in, you know, in, in good spirits. Because, mm-hmm. for example, we know we're going to be arguing about sports and music and, you know, whatever, you know, old stories and all that stuff. We know that ain't going to be no fight because of it. You know, we're going to argue about it. We're gonna all, then we're going to all laugh about it. We're going to get beers or whatever. We know that they're going to dance it off and have a great mm-hmm. time. We know that ain't going to be no crazy shit going to pop off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody can't come. Everybody can't come. Like if you know you have a partner mm-hmm. that can't keep their microaggressions to themselves, don't bring them to the cookout. You get what I'm saying? I don't right. gotta be m- much more descriptive than that, do I? You uh-huh. got my point. <laughs> don't bring your partner to the cookout if you know they can't be respectful to the space okay if you haven't prepped them for what your family is like do not bring them Mm -hmm. if you know you have a family that says they speak first tell them you speak first if you have a family that says wait till so and so speaks then you tell them prep them I hate when people bring people to the space and you don't prep them like I hate when people invite me to their family stick out and you don't tell me what the rules and traditions are of your family because everybody household ain't the same everybody cookout ain't the same so if you invite me to your cookout let me know what the rules are let me know am I getting my own plate do my waist might have served me so mm-hmm. no because sometimes you go to places there are designated people there to serve you the food right auntie so-and-so and cousin so-and-so sit there they dish out the food okay line up everybody get their food this way i didn't and then some people everybody get their own food then some people whoever brought you get your plate well, you know like there's different rules at diff- every cookout make sure you prep people um so my yeah. whole thing is sometimes it's not just that you know who the who the person is not the person when you're inviting people make sure that they're prepped when they get there um, so they're not offending everybody when they show up. Um, also, you know, it's important when we talk about, you know, people coming to the cookout that you have people, at least in my opinion, you have people that know how to respect the space. So we don't got to worry about getting kicked out. You don't want to bring your cousins that go on graffiti in the bathroom, <laughs> you know? I'm just saying that's I've been to, I've been to people's cookouts and those are kind of things that I've seen happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why everybody can't be invited to the cookout. Um, 
you got just everybody can't come. That's just the reality of it. It's people who like drama, people who do things that you know can create such problems for the family. You don't want to do that. If you want to offend people, offend your elders, you don't want them there. So everybody can't come through. So drinking is allowed at the cookout, but not the not for the dude who not for the family member who just goes a, gets a little gets gets sloppy with it. Exactly. Exactly. Like yeah, we gonna we gonna fuss and we gonna kind of argue, but bro, he always over the top and he can't hold his liquor. Blah blah blah. And it's always a problem. And you know he be strapped. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So nah. I, I, as I'm listening to Vita and and she's pointing out, she's making this wonderful point about being invited to a cookout and being uninformed about the pro about the protocol for the cookout, right? By implication, don't invite nobody to the cookout who don't ask you nothing about the protocols. Because that person who's coming to the cookout might just ruin everything, right? It's like if you don't respect the traditions and you show that disrespect, but I mean, now we like to think that everybody got a certain amount of home training, right? But like Vita said, there are certain nuances because black families are not a monolith, right? We each have different things. Maybe certain families have, you know, like, you said Vita traditions or even superstitions, right? About what things are supposed to happen and in what order and so forth. So that's what you gotta uh that's what you gotta be on the lookout for. I would say in addition to those two things, don't invite somebody to the cookout who is easily offended. Cause that's a big one. That's it, a big one. Because people gonna joke, they're gonna joke on you. And if you got thin skin, it might not be the place for you. If you're going to run off and and shed tears, right? So you got to be able to sort of take a joke at the cookout. You got to be able to uh, talk a little. People are going to talk trash, especially if you're playing spades, right? Right. Or dominoes. Or domino spades, dominoes, tunk, whatever the whatever the game is of choice. Shit, in my family, Monopoly. Right, Monopoly. <laughs> right, exactly. People are gonna be slamming down the dominoes. They're gonna be talking about running to Boston on you. They're gonna be talking about taking all your money in Monopoly. Where's my rent? Where's my rent? <laughs> Pay up. I mean, one guy to cook out. I was at one time. She stood up and said, "Pay up, nigga. I'm the last." <laughs> you know. So, and then somebody said, "Oh, nigga, the only way, the only reason you talking like that is because you owe your landlord money." Right. And so you get that kind of back and forth. So if you're easily offended, you can't come to the cookout. I want to play a game with y'all. So Let's do I want, it. I want y'all to come up with an actual person. I got who, you. Who embodies each of the things that we say do not belong at the cookout. A celebrity, mm. somebody from popular culture. I got right? you. Who is it, Jay? Who can we not invite to the cookout? Let's just start. Let's we let's just start with Ben Carson. Let's just start. Let, I'm just going in effing right now. We are starting with Ben Carson. He can't come, and he's from Inkster, yeah. <laughs> Detroit. No, right, and that's he's from the. Why can't Ben Carson come to the cookout? Oh man, 
what what cookout principles does he completely disregard or fail to embody so he's for me okay there's so i don't have specifics and they'll come and you might have some but he's a complete disruptor of the vibe just imagine just imagine just i just imagine him just showing up whether he has his denture in or not right just imagine your boy like he no nah, he just can't come chick like you gonna have to flesh out why and i'm gonna piggyback he just can't come I'm, I'm i got good. one go okay go ahead vita who who is and i agree with ben carson i think he's boring i think he wouldn't have a good time i think he'd be there looking down on everybody i think he I think would talk about himself himself i think he'd be talking about himself and i think when it gets to the part where everybody starts debating things I think it's gonna take a long time to get to his point, so I wouldn't agree with him. I mean, I would, I, I would he can, he can't come. Um, but I want to say, and this is thanks to you, Doctor Golden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really? Why, after watching this documentary <laughs> that you had us watch, oh man, I have to say, Clarence Thomas and his wife uh, Virginia Thomas. Um, neither of them, of course. Oh my God! They can't. I they think can. they. First of all, she's crazy, but he, I think he would go out of his way to offend all the black people matter just to fact, impress her. Matter <laughs> of fact, if I see, I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm I'm finna tell y'all right now. If I see Clarence Thomas and his wife and Ben Carson even driving down the street. I'm I'm about to go out there and say y'all just keep going. Don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And here's the reason. Here's the reason why I don't think either one. Of, in addition to everything you just said, Vita, about the documentary and his wife being stone cold crazy mm-hmm. since she was a little girl, her her whole family was loco, right? Mm-hmm. But but here here you go. Ben Carson and Clarence Thomas can't come to the cookout. Because they're black people who don't respect the griot. They don't respect history. When the family storyteller stood up to start talking about the neighborhood or the community or something that went down 20 years ago, Clarence Thomas and Ben Carson would be standing there, turning their nose up, rolling their eyes, or ready to argue every point the griot is making. Mm-hmm. Not realizing and appreciating that black artistic production is less interested in propositional truth and more interested in poetic truth. Mm-hmm. That black people, that for black people, art is, art is more about poetry. Art is more about lyricism. That's art is more about the rhythm that's inside you, right? That's the way my father explained it to me. My father said, all of us have music inside of us because everybody got a heart. And the idea my father told me is to get that rhythm inside of you on the outside. And that's how we make music. And see, Ben Carson would be sitting up there talking about hip hop isn't art. That's not culture. That's just violence. That just leads to destruction. And I can see a couple uncles or a couple neighbors just reaching reaching for their gat. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, get this joker out of here. We don't need him in here. They can't come to the cookout because they have no respect for history. And for that same reason, for the most part, I do actually agree with her on a few things, but I generally, I think she's crazy. 
Candace Owens can't come to the cookout. Mm. She can't come. Yeah, no, I why? thought about her too. Why can't she come? Why can't she come, chick? She can't. She can't come because she went out of her way to talk about how much George Floyd was a criminal in in the very days following the videotape of his murder by Derek Chauvin, that Minneapolis police officer who's now serving life in prison. That's why she can't come. She can't come because despite the fact that she's black, she don't respect black life. And she can talk about her anti-abortion stance all she wants to. At the end, I'm gonna tell you who else can't come to the cookout. Now, I'm, I'm he really can't come. He on a roll, Vita. I don't want Mark Lamont Hill nowhere near the cookout because I think, oh, I wow. think Mark Lamont Hill is beholden to a radical left-wing ideology that makes him look silly. Wait, let's let's flesh this out. All of us don't know who Mark Lamont Hill is. Help us help us out with that one. Mark Lamont Hill is a former CNN commentator. He was fired from CNN for controversial remarks he made about Israel, I believe. He's uh, he's very popular. He's very much a celebrity. He's a PhD, I think, in education. He's written a number of books about education theory. He's from Philly. And it's sad that I have to say this because that's my homie. He's from Philly. He owns a bookstore called Uncle Bobby's on Germantown Avenue, not too far from where I grew up. And he's a successful entrepreneur and he's got successful podcasts, a huge Twitter following and this and that. But I think some of the stuff he does is just over the top. For example, I saw him in a debate with Candace Owens and he was going out of his way to sort of placate certain segments of the LGBTQ community by going on and on about how it was possible for men to be pregnant. And and I just I just don't that energy to me, there's a segment of the far left that has an open hostility to heterosexual black men. And I think there's a sense in which Mark Lamont Hill is beholden to that strain of radical left-wing politics. And for that reason, he can't come to the cookout and neither can Boyce Watkins, who is a stone cold fool. I'll pick up on Okay, so let me ask you this though. So, and this is not because I like any of the people that you name. I actually don't like any of these people. But let me ask you this: the way I have experienced cookouts in my family is you have all these ideology, all these various ideologies at the cookout. Mm-hmm. You have these people with these ridiculous beliefs. Like I have this uncle who's a very, you know, who was very much a misogynist. He would have these ridiculous beliefs around gender roles and women and our place in the home or whatever. And it didn't even match his real life. He just was just talking, right? Um, and you'd have these people with these various beliefs and some conservative views, some liberal views, some hyper radical views, some hyper conservative views, whatever, right? And, but that kind of is what also made the, mm. the cookout was these conversations was these um discussions right that's what made the debates that's what because you know you have the, the the relative that shows up in the red black and green and wants to pre- preach to everybody and tell us how we're all you know going to hell because we're eating pork and you know the white man's this the white man's that 
right mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know but then you know you then you have the other people who want a bible thump right and then you have the people so you have these you know every they want to join the debate they're all using the scripture to try to back up their point um and then you have you know so you have these various um beliefs and ideologies and political debates that are in the mix of these conversations so does having certain ideologies ban you from the cookout this is so no. good. This is so, so good, Vita. This so, is so good. <laughs> I told that's, you I had to spice it up. That's, that's yeah. an excellent question, Vita. That's an excellent question. And my response is the reasons I don't want Mark Lamont Hill to come to the cookout because of his radical ideologies that I think denigrates heterosexual black men, of which he happens to be one, are the same reasons why I don't want Clarence Thomas or Ben Carson at the cookout because they subscribe to a radical ideology that disregards black history and both of them happen to be black people. So if we're gonna, for me, if I'm gonna say that people on the far right who I think are dangerous can't come to the cookout, I have to also, I have to, and if I'm gonna include Candace Owens, Ben Carson, Clarence Thomas, I think I also have to look at the other side of the political spectrum and say that people who have a latent racism that is concealed by a pseudo egalitarian, we're all human, let's all get along kind of view. I think both sides, but I think both extremes have to be excluded. Now, it you make a good point because it may be the case that we need all of them at the cookout to make the conversation go. But I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to exclude people on the far right that I think are problematic. I also think I have to exclude some people on the far left who are problematic. And if we agree about the people on the right, what is the difference between a Mark Lamont Hill and a Ben Carson? But the thing is, I feel like you're the question you're answering is not the question I necessarily asked because okay. I'm, I'm not saying that there was anything because my question had really nothing, nothing to do with Mark Lamont Hill at all. I okay. spoke, my question was very general regarding any of them, any ideology, right? Any ideology, is that a reason to not have someone cook out? When I said Clarence Thomas and Virginia Thomas, I was saying it based off of how I felt like they would offend the people at the cookout based on her disrespect of the space, him saying something to incite people a certain way, to purposely agitate people at the cookout a certain way, um, to the point where it wasn't about having a healthy debate, it was purposely about being antagonistic. So, right. so, so hold on, hold on, hold on. So, I, and I, I, even if we, I'm not saying Mark Lamont Hill or any liberal or whatever, I'm saying any ideology, that, that was just, that's just what I was saying about him specifically. But even myself, I'm questioning, are we saying that ideologies can ban someone from a cookout when whether you're hyper conservative or hyper liberal or hyper radical, is that a reason to ban someone from a cookout if that's part of what makes the conversation at a cookout super fascinating, super interesting, regardless of what spectrum it's on or what angle it's coming from? So, so good question. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think that the antagonism that you referred to of Clarence Thomas and his wife 
there's a direct connection to their ideology. I think it's the extreme ideology which makes them antagonistic. And so we could say we don't want them to come because they would antagonize people. But I think you have to go a step beyond the antagonism and ask, what do we attribute that antagonism to? And then I think we have to admit that there's a connection between the extreme, the extremity of the ideology and the extent to which they would antagonize people. Yeah, but you can have an ideology and not be antagonistic when you debate. You can be. Yeah, you can be. But I just I, don't think they can be. Exactly. And which, that's is, which is which is why these jokers, this is why that we don't want them. Like in my so in my in my small thinking of what you guys are talking about, I'm just like these people are non-productive to what would be essential to having the vibe that we want like if you're if you are like something i call self on parade like you you show up and when you're on these far edges like like when we come to those barbecues when we come to those cookouts it's there is a communal effect of togetherness like the people that believe that we've mentioned like you even though ideologies they range like i just feel like these people the antagonistic part of these people like it's there's a different synergy which means there would be a very like it would it would it would cut through the vibe like a like a butter a hot butter knife through 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 butter i mean i don't know yeah are there people that could that have ideologies or beliefs that we don't necessarily ascribe to that we think could handle being at the cookout so here's I think so here's one like so I think this is partly controversial because one could say ah he shouldn't go or no nah, he could come like can Kanye West come to the cookout hmm you know what I'm saying that's a hmm for me See, it's not a it's not a it's not for me it's not a total negative you it's not know his which, which, but his, it's his ideology that will that will have me worried though it's his behavior <laughs> I think they're almost one and the same. My response is Kanye can come if he take his meds. (laughs) I mean, you know, as I I don't know if this is official, but for what it's worth, people have said he's bipolar. Uh, I I mean, I know people who are bipolar who live perfectly normal lives and go to social functions. And as long as they take their medication and they're not either in a manic or depressive episode, they can get along really well with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't see. This is the thing, though. I feel like it's not even when I feel like he's having the same episode. Not that I'm an expert in any of this, but sometimes I feel like he's perfect because of his. He likes to showboat a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I find him to be um, annoying, but that maybe that's so. Maybe that's just me. My personal pr- thing about Kanye. Like, you find him to always be annoying, or yeah, when I don't like manic, Kanye. When he, Actually, or when, I like Kanye for the most part. No, I, I feel like even at the beginning of his career, he was very like, and I've always, and I'm a fan of Kanye's music, so I'm not an anti-Kanye person. But I feel like he's he's not the kind of person that I think I would want to hang out with. So maybe I'm just biased because I wouldn't want to kick it with him. <laughs> So that could just be my own bias, to be fair. So, so to let, let us know what you want him at the cookout or not. 
I mean, he would. I wouldn't. He wouldn't be on my personal invite list. But if he showed up with you, Jason, and you, Tim, I wouldn't be upset. Listen, I'd be like, okay, but y'all, y'all, y'all in charge of him though. If long y'all looking out for your man, listen, and he don't Ky- trip. If he start tripping, <laughs> he gotta go, and you gotta go with him. If Kanye's coming with me, he's taking his meds. Like I'm all about having my friends and family try and do what's healthy. So the dude, if he, if he, if he come up around here talking about he the greatest or whatever, whatever. He get on everybody' nerves. I'm be like Jason. Get your get your man. Get your man. Yeah. As long as, look, he he can take his meds and he gotta agree to drop a verse or two, <laughs> then he can come to the cookout. Because I'm sitting there gonna be tapping my foot and bobbing my head because I like. I like the, the art that Kanye produced. Yo, even if he wears the white matters, the the white what is it? White nah, matters, nah, white lives matter wear, shirt. Nah, that's because yo, Vita, can he wear the white? If he's on oh. meds, can he come? If 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 I let you all know, is verified that he's on meds. Can he wear the white lives matter T shirt to the cookout? Um, <laughs> um no. He can't wear it. I don't care what state of mind he's in. He can't wear that. And I don't want to feel like we're like checking up on his meds and shit. That feels kind of fucked up. But yeah. I, I just feel like he's as long as he's just annoying. I don't. I just wouldn't want him at the cookout. I'm at. I'm more. I'll be like, hey, did he leave yet? Did he show up yet? Let me. If he show up, I'm out. Like. I'm not trying to deal with a bunch of shit. Like some people who I think would incite some type of drama. Like you have some people who you know when they show up, something gonna happen. And he just seem like one of those is, people. And this is why I believe everyone we mentioned with Kanye on the fence, everyone, those people, nah, I don't care what kind of like those these people, they 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 rub people the wrong way, so they can't come. But his idea, I was just saying, but I don't think his it's for me, it's not his ideology to me too much. That's his my issue because I actually think. He would be one of those interesting people conversationally when it comes to certain topics. Because I think get on your nerves. He just it's it's his behaviors in other areas. But as far as like him having a conversation, I think he'd be a good person to debate with for a good three hours. You know, y'all don't think ideology influences behavior, though. Just, just. It's it's not that I don't think ideology influences behavior, but I feel like sometimes when it's it's one thing to have to sit and have a debate about an ideology and then have somebody basically disrespect you. You know what I mean? That's not the same thing because you can respect somebody and have a and have a debate with them. Ben Carson opened up his mouth. He gonna disrespect a lot of people. (laughs) And and, and some people can't debate you and and still have respect for you in a debate, right? Like I can push back on on the on, on your own ideas with somebody that I respect and talk to them in a respectful way. Everybody can't do that. You know what I mean? Somebody so did. I I'm sorry, Vidi. Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Vidi. I lost it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, I'm just. sorry. I didn't mean to cut you. I was just gonna say somebody tell Kanye that if he show up wearing that foil spacesuit, I just might mistake him for some ribs and put him on the grill. <laughs> I didn't even know he had a foil spacesuit. Yeah, he showed up at some award ceremony wearing a spacesuit. Oh, maybe I did see that. I've been forgetting all the stuff he does. He does so much stuff. He's looking wild. But so, Vita, I, let's go back for a second because I, I hear, I think I hear your point. Your point is that it, whether or not someone can come to the cookout is not so much about ideology necessarily, 
but perhaps it's about personality and behavior like can mm-hmm. they handle themselves at the cookout right. okay can they do it without offending and disrespecting people to the point where people can't go home in a good mood you know like right. you can't control it all the time granted like right. you can't control everybody's feelings right but maybe, maybe the reason why i don't want certain people to come to the cookout is because and check this out i gotta check myself here maybe i wouldn't be able to handle their presence at the cookout right I, maybe right more problem for me uh than it would be for anything i'm saying about their ideological commitments or what you're saying about their their personality let me run off some names y'all tell me tell me what y'all think lizzo cardi b and Nicki minaj can they come to the cookout Oh, I'm good yeah. with all of them, honestly. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah! Did you say mm, oh yeah? What? I said, no, I said, mm, hell yeah! <laughs> That's somehow better. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying they they yo they the culture. You, the culture got to show up. That's that's why most uh, people have I to think, think out bobbing their bobbing their head. I think, I'm, I'm good I think, with all of them. I think Diddy and Jay Z could definitely come. One yeah. thousand. They can come to the culture. I gotta, I gotta get. What, what is it? You gotta get dinner with Jay Z. You gotta get that uh, business knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. And if Jay Z can come, that means Beyonce can come, right? His wife Absolutely. That's easy. She, she pass. can go because she can come before Jay. As far as I'm concerned, I love Jay, but yeah, yeah. She the she the queen of the cookout. She from she, <laughs> boy, they cookout, boy. I lived in Houston for three years. Them po- them Juneteenth cookouts. They make chicken wings and put gravy on. That oh, sounds wow. delicious. Oh, wow. boy, you ain't had. Listen, boy, look. <laughs> yeah, Beyonce can come to the cookout because they, they, yeah, they know what they're doing in the food department. Okay. So we got, we got Beyonce. We got the, you know, cultural icons. Kevin Hart. I think Kevin Hart can come. That's my Philly home. No, no doubt. Yeah, Kevin Hart got to be there. I don't have uh, no hate for him. He can go. Okay. Right. <laughs> do I detect? Do I detect some? There's, there's a little bit, V. Like he's questionable. From, he's questionable. Like, why is he, Vita? Why is he questionable? Like slight. He's not questionable. He can come for sure. I just, I, I'm not the biggest oh. Kevin Hart fan, I guess. But he's not. He's not uh, exiled from the cookout. All right. I'm gonna tell y'all this straight up. It ain't that he can't come to the cookout, but if he show up at the cookout, I'm leaving because as soon as he comes in, every man at that cookout is instantly unattractive. If, <laughs> if, Mars, Chestnut, if Mars Chestnut comes to the cookout, well, I'm yeah, I'm gonna be like that SpongeBob meme. I'm gonna head out. Yeah, um, Morris Chestnut. Yes, I don't know about Kevin Hart, but Morris. Oh, yeah. well, no, not Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart suffers from the 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 per, the age old problem a lot of women have with men because they would think he's too short, right? But there's that, and I just yeah, probably. Kevin, Kevin Morris, is a lot. Kevin is Morris, a lot. Yeah, I think Morris Chestnut is just more. He has he has more suave. More, yeah, you know, Hart. he's more sex appeal. Yeah, Kevin and, Hart's like a little little clown. And it, right, Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think I I, I would want to see Will Smith there at the cookout. I, I think Will needs to be there, um, despite the slap. And, yeah, and, you know, let's let's put I a like little. I like him more than I like Chris Rock. 
Oh, okay. You like Will Smith more than Chris Rock? Well, hell yeah. Even okay. after the slap, like, do you do I you like guys it. look at do you guys look at um, Will Smith and and feel a little bit different after the slap though? No, no. When you look at his social media, do he does he seem like he still suffers from slapology? Oh, he probably suffers. I, I, but I like Will Smith just fine. He should know that I'm still a fan. I I don't look at him any different. Yeah, I, I'm 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 always in Will Smith's corner. Although I think it's you're probably biased. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> he graduated high school a year after I did, and he, you know, he went to school in West Philly, so he went to Overbrook High School. But I, I'm I'm a Will Smith fan, and I think Will can definitely come to the cookout. Uh, I think. Let me see. Yo, let me add this twist. Uh, talking about somehow we are we are we all put our money together, right? And we we got performers at at this at at this particular joint. Like what do you think about Jay Z and them? But these people are performing, right? So there's certain performers that certain people like, right? So I'm thinking, like, would y'all want Keith Sweat there at the cookout? I wouldn't, cause that dude be whining on the mic. Yeah, <laughs> Keith Sweat gotta be at the cookout only because some old school uncle. Or or somebody daddy or somebody be whining, bro. Will be like, there you go, telling me no <laughs> again. There you go. <laughs> Listen, Keith Sweat, Sweat can definitely come to the cookout. Oh, what really? are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? I, yes, he does. I, there's no denying that, but he still has classic. He's classic. He's quite genuine. That's some old school right there. Listen, <laughs> absolutely can come to the cookout. I Yo, don't care. He's struggling right now. But did he fall care. off the stage? Was it yes. genuine who fell, fell off the genuine stage? Genuine is definitely going through some things. He's his he's dealing with some some issues, but he now, can, did he's y'all still, see the clip where he fell off the stage? And I it, saw it. It was, it was was it the sign language man? And yeah, he just turned he around, kept on down. doing his I job. Know. Well, genuine kept singing too on the floor. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Genuine. Listen, he genuine. needs genuine. If anybody needs community right now, it's genuine. He's always welcome at the cookout. Definitely. Absolutely, bring that poor baby, right? Mm-hmm. Bring the poor baby to the cookout. And get him some some barbecue. Oh, absolutely welcome. So, are there? Are there? I, I'm gonna tell you, a white person. No. Oh, Vita. Vita. Vita said no. So, so Jason, I'm going to ask you. I know what the answer is going to be already. Can Brene Brown come to the cookout? Yeah, Brene's coming. Yo, Vita, I'm sorry. I am sorry. I was just, not, not, I got some white people. I got some good white people in my circle. <laughs> Peter Jason says some of my best friends are white. Nah, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I know. I got some good white people oh, that man, could come. Listen. First of all, Brene Brown definitely can come. No, listen, hands down. <laughs> I'm voting for Tim. I'm voting for Vita. I'm voting for every. She's coming. She coming. She got a card today. She listen, got a card today. I, I, I'm not gonna listen. I'll say this: if you bring her to the cookout, tread, I wouldn't tread, disrespect tread. her. Okay, tread easy, Vita. Right 
Martha Stewart can come to the cookout if she. Brings, I don't know if everyone knows who Brene Brown is, do they? If she brings, they gonna know. She gonna give a TED talk, right? <laughs> she gonna give a TED talk right there, y'all. If if. <laughs> <laughs> if she comes as Snoop Dogg's date, Martha Stewart could come to the cookout. Ugh, no. <laughs> Not even that Snoop Dogg's date. No. She's, she's that's too far. No. Her 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 cookout card has expired. Okay. No. Snoop, she's Snoop she's there's too much too much of, too much try hard symbolism. She probably does that too, get invited to the cookout. I'm good. With so much trauma in the LBC inside. <laughs> So we know Snoop can come to the cookout. Well, Snoop, yeah, but not with Martha. Snoop Cube, Ice Cube could come. Yeah. I, I'm all about Cube. Yeah, we need Cube in the house. Um, Yo, can J Lo come to the cookout? No. Oh. <laughs> why the hell would J Lo be able to come? Why? Why? Listen, why not? Why not? Because yeah, she's a fucking hater. Jason Tim wants J Lo to come so he could look at her. Listen. That's it. Nah, she and I will have woman. conversations. We, I mean, but there's no reason for her to come to the cookout for what? Why? Why should? What? What has she? What about her will make her welcome to a cookout to a black cookout? The black very, folks. She's a very ta- she's a very talented entertainer. At what? It's, I mean, we got the singing. We she, got. She's talented. Ta- stop yourself. She stop. You lie. Your first sentence was a lie out your mouth. The she's singing. a talented singer. Yeah, she she's no slouch. She's a talented singer. Listen, her voice. Stop, stop it, her, Jason. Listen, her voice coach is is her voice coach. We uh, Tim and I. Jason. I can listen. She ain't. She's no slouch. Jason. I mean, we're not saying she's Tina Turner or Jason. Anita Baker. Or Jason. What are we talking about, Vita? She ain't Jason. Are you listen, serious right now? Listen. Nobody listen. listening to this is going to agree with you that she's a talented singer. Yes. Okay. How does she like? Uh, why? Did, how does she make albums? And not an album, but she's made. You mean she's made a catalog with her, of albums? With, you mean with the last technology that keeps her barely on key, barely? Okay. Forget the singing. She's a great actress and dancer. Great. great. I, can't, I can't say she's a great actress, Jason. Okay. okay. Great. She's good for romantic comedies. <laughs> I love romantic comedies. She's a superstar to me. Period. <laughs> You know who I, I think, think you're blinded by her beauty or something. Yeah, what are you talking be. about, Jay? Could be. <laughs> could be. Could be. Listen. Don't judge me. Just being being pretty is not enough to be able to come to the cookout, Jason. True, true. We have to we have to have better parameters than that. Well, could, bag on. Can we just let one in? No. You know, I'm thinking of I'm thinking about two Regina's who can definitely come to the cookout. Regina, Regina King. King. King and Regina Hall. Of course, they can definitely come to the cookout. So now Lathan can come to the cookout. Of course. Definitely. Yeah, those are no brainers. With Sanaa, uh, she can come. Who else? Who else can come to the cookout? Man. Yo, we can't forget about Barry Barack. Oh, yeah, Barack and Michelle got to come. And Michelle. Yeah. I don't know about all that, but from the office. let me know when they leave, though. Oh, Vita. <laughs> Vita. Barry Obama on the scene. We can hoop and everything. Y'all know who can come to the cookout because he going to be he going to be fighting with everybody. And I ain't the biggest fan of his, but he'll fit right into cookout is Roland Martin. 
bring him. He will be hilarious at the cookout. I'm sorry. I would love to have him at the cookout. I don't even like him, but he is funny. We'll just throw this one in there. How about what's his name? Umar Johnson. Love him at the cookout. He's another one. No, him and Roland Martin together. No, he can't. Him and Roland Martin you know together. He's perfect at the cookout. Umar, I'm sorry. If Umar Johnson comes to the cookout, then Mark Lamont Hill can come, and I'm putting them on opposite sides of a stage game. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be part of that. Might be entertaining. That would think, be entertaining. I think Umar Johnson and Roland Martin will be better across the table at the spade table. Ooh, especially since Umar went on Roland Martin's show. Right. That would be fucking crazy. Really? Think, yes. Yeah, Yo, send me the video. Send me the vid. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah, we need to put that joint in the show notes too. That, that absolutely that's needs a good to be. reference. Yes, we need. Yeah, so Roland Mart would be hilarious to cook out. I, I would love that because he'd be going off. <laughs> you know who else we? Oh, you know who we need? We gotta have Shannon Sharp at the. Oh, show. yes, definitely Shay Sharp. Yes, Shannon gonna be over there working the grill, talking about boy, you don't know what you're doing. Let me show you how to. Let me show you how to Absolutely. turn feet over. Here. Yeah, we need we need Uncle Uncle Shannon to cook out. I'm calling him Uncle. He younger than me. What am I talking about? We but need. But you definitely need him at yeah. the cookout. Yo. I agree. This is that's a good one. In fact, I would say him and like some people i just feel like would be hilarious because of what they would bring and the mm. stuff that you know this will come out their mouth as soon as they get a few beers in them mm-hmm. yes, like, he's it, one of those people what about if shannon gonna come and skip coming no <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna offend everybody I, no he's he definitely might get jumped but i tell you skip gonna show up in some drip he might get if he don't open his mouth. He gonna show up in some Jordans, Listen. some all black, like some all black, some all black swag, and a chain around his neck. If he don't open his mouth, Skip gonna be all right. He gonna have a chain around his neck to say hashtag Drip Bayless. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we, yo, we need. Oh, you would definitely need Deion Sanders at the cookout. We oh, got no doubt. That's culture. Primetime gotta be there. Oh, that's gonna be a lot of arguing. Oh, definitely. That's Whatever. that's that's gonna be heated. That's gonna be a lot of emotions. And primetime country too. He grew up down there in Florida. He grew up in top of how he grew up wearing no shoes and racing people <laughs> running outside on the street barefoot. We definitely need primetime at the cookout. How about oh, here's one. Oh, Vita, I want to hear your take on this one. Can attorney Ben Crump come to the cookout no no y'all gotta mm, help me out no. who, who for me and the people so he's a, he's in like this opportunistic attorney who just hops on whatever hot <laughs> black news story hops up what were you gonna say no i was just gonna say yeah so why why can't ben crump come Peter? Because I feel like he'd be just soliciting his services for every black case at the fucking cookout. Feel like he'd be out in the street somewhere looking for somebody that got shot by the police. Exactly. And I think this is the theme for those who can't come. These are people who are like self-supporters. These are people who like grandstand. As my, 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 my boy, my late friend Craig Miner used to say, self on parade. Like when you're self on parade, like you your own parade all by yourself. Don't nobody want you. Don't know. Don't know. Nobody got time for that. 
Can so. Aisha Curry come to the cookout? Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna be for her. Okay. I mean, she just can't cook no food. I don't know what that dry stuff is that she be putting on her Instagram. So the alleged chef and she be doing, but <laughs> she can't. Be, I every time I see the stuff she be cooking, I be like, why is she calling herself a chef? This is terrible. Wow, Jason, but, you look like you look like you were struggling there when I said Aisha Curry's name. You kind of <laughs> turned your nose up. What was you thinking, Jay? She's she can come, but she's like that. She's that family member that she can come, but she got to come with Steph. She got to come with Steph, but she y'all know that family <laughs> member who y'all don't y'all don't jive with. Is that she like she's in the vibe? But she, but she's she's a little she's a little friction in the vibe. Like you, like she could be, she could be different. She can come though, especially if she was Steph. You know who can come to the cookout? Y'all might not know him. Jason knows him. I don't know if you know him, Vita. He's a Vietnamese YouTuber. His name is Quan Tran, and that dude is a talk about chef. He's like he's like a legit chef. He's like a legit cook. Mm-hmm. And, he talks about how he's always talking about how he wants to battle and i mean he does it in a respectful way he says i want to battle black americans with my fried chicken recipe (laughs) but he he does it in a like i said it's lighthearted and respectful so kwan my man kwan i think could come to the cookout just so you could try his fried chicken so well yes right so i could try his fried chicken and so that he could experience a little bit of black culture through something other than YouTube videos because he's a Vietnamese guy who lives in Canada. So oh, he, uh, he needs a dose of black culture up close and personal. So who who yeah. else? Let's let's continue to add a little bit more diversity. I right? I don't know what I'm saying. Who else? Like who else could oh, come to the? You know who could come? I think I would like to have some intellectual uh, folks there. Uh, I'd like to have Angela Davis at the cookout. Well, he, I think he means diverse as in not black. Oh, diverse is oh racially diverse. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, well, when, I Tim, we were having we were all having <laughs> non intellectual people like. <laughs> well, yeah, we were talking about athletes and entertainers, basically. Right. They got, they got, we, they got, they got some intellect. We believe they just look well, different. Mean, they have intellect, but they, I mean, okay. They got some intellect. They just a little different. They just a little. Yeah, intellect, but they, um, Steph Curry is not known for, is, as an intellectual, right? No, he's no. not. I mean, the intellects, like Baldwin, at, King, l- l- let's, yeah, Evita got me, like a little race, racial diversity. Who coming? Who can come? Well, we said Brene Brown. Uh, yes. Uh, Adam Sandler's on, he's coming. <laughs> Absolutely like, not. Oh my god! <laughs> no. What? Mm-hmm. There's no reason for him to come to the cookout. Like absolutely none. Yo, that dude. He can. He. Yeah, I'll give you Brene Brown, but come okay, on. Okay, Tim. What you think? Adam Sandler. The thumbs up or the thumbs down? What are we talking about? I, I could take it or leave it. I mean, I'm not hearing. I'm not. I, when I hear his name, I think he's funny. Mm-hmm. I think he's 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 good. He'd be good company, but yeah, if, interesting. He, if, he, if he didn't come, I wouldn't be crushed. Right. I just think he wouldn't mess up the vibe. Either. Like he's funny. He wouldn't mess up the vibe. He, you know, relatable type dude. He just is. 
Nah, I feel like he would, and I feel like he doesn't know how to be around black people. I feel like wow, at, at all. Like, how would he know? His reference—he didn't grow up around any black people. He's right. his reference to black people is Hollywood. Can Leonardo DiCaprio? No, none of these white Hollywood people who don't know no black people like that. By the way, by the way, Samuel L. Jackson and Shannon Sharp are going to get into a fight at the cookout when they start drinking. That's <laughs> I can see that. Samuel Jackson definitely coming to the cookout. Yo, y'all know Jamie Foxx gotta be at the like Jamie oh. Foxx is not just because he he's he the, the entertainment. Cookout. Yeah, he is the cookout. That dude is the cookout. I want to add Patty LaBelle. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. She cooking Another and everything. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> She's singing and, and Gladys cooking. Knight. And Gladys Knight. Oh, Gladys Knight, absolutely. Oh, you know who else can come? And I mean, this isn't down the path of racial diversity. Um, a lot of people might say no, but I, I want Tyler Perry at the cookout. No doubt. I don't got no beef with it necessarily. <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> I mean, I can't think that of means you to... got you got little. You I mean, got some I'm not resi- a residue. Tyler Perry fan, but I'm not against him coming to the cookout. I mean, it means that the beef you got with him is not disqualifying. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, okay. I like that. VC Vita be bringing the nuance. <laughs> no, you gotta love it. Y'all listening, y'all listening, y'all know. Y'all know y'all gathered around listening to this podcast and y'all saying, man, that Vita will Vita be bringing it. I know. I know what y'all think. That's why Vita got an open invitation to come back whenever she wants. She always so, down. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a disqualifier. So this is a disqualifier automatic for me. If you've ever been on Real Housewives or Love and Hip Hop, I just don't want the drama. You cannot come to the cookout. Yeah. I can't do drama. I feel you. Well, she so, didn't. She didn't mention Kim or Khloe Kardashian. So, oh, the Kardashians absolutely cannot come to any. If you if you are a Kardashian or a Jenner or a Kardashian Jenner, you cannot come. Wow. If your yeah. mother is Chris Jenner, you cannot come. We was planning we was planning on making a little money off the off the cookout until you just took them out the picture because shoot, they just walk they are walking money bag. Yeah. Listen, they can get be walking money back for somebody else somewhere else. <laughs> I'm laughing trying to get this out. Can Mike Tyson come to the cookout? I like Mike Tyson, so I actually like Mike Tyson too. Jay? Jay, he can. He just can't be. He can't have no liquor because, like, he might just knock somebody the hell out for uh, I, no reason. Him and Samuel Jackson and Shannon Sharp—they're gonna be calling for fair ones. It won't take long. It won't take long for that. Yo, y'all, we keep we be trying to be diverse, um, but it's it's we. I don't know. I was thinking about adding uh, Kendrick Perkins. Oh, Kendrick Perkins, KP. Big y'all just go ahead and carry the hell on. Yeah. That's Big Perk. Big Perk could come. Oh, yeah. Big Perk could definitely come. Shaq. Shaq can come. Always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with it. Of Shaq. Charles Barkley. Chuck can come. Chuck just got to sit in the corner and not say nothing. But he can come. The whole he's definitely. The, he's can Ernie those, come? Ernie? But I was going to say real quick, though. I, I think... Barkley's one of those people that whose ideologies I don't support, but can come to the cookout because I think he would be 
entertaining enough. I think he's one of those people who has beliefs and says things and doesn't really know what he's talking about to the point where sometimes it's hilarious. So it rocks with me. It makes me think of some of my relatives, actually. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I, 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 actually, I actually like that about Barkley, too. But part of what makes Barkley fun is that nobody's going to take him serious. Right. Exactly. So I would say Barkley falls into that category of what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with Vita. Like, his ideology... And how he like reasons through stuff and comes up with some of the things that he articulates, I don't often agree with either. So that's why I'm almost muted on like I could he's like Adam Sandler to me. I could take Charles or not. But Definitely. what about what about Ernie? No. Ernie Ernie Johnson. <laughs> no. Vita, no. quickly. No. Can can Michael Jordan come to the cookout? Oh, yeah, it's Michael. Yeah, I like yeah, that's Mike. easy. We still talk about diversity. Can um Molly <laughs> can we? Molly Curum from uh from first take come? Uh Jalen Rose. With Jaylen no more. Nah, so she no. with Jalen. So no. Right. no. By the way, J- if she was with Jalen, I would say yeah. Jalen Rose <laughs> is, is also a Jamie Foxx type. Jalen Rose is the cookout. He's from oh. From the D. <laughs> Jalen was already there starting up the grill before the cookout. Listen, listen, listen people are going up to Jalen Rose and asking him if we can come to the cookout. Okay. <laughs> Jalen Rose been at the cookout. Jalen Rose was born at the cookout. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no doubt about that. Yeah. And here you go. Here you go. Can Anderson Cooper come to the cookout? No, absolutely not. <laughs> why? Tell me why. So, so he represents. I don't know. I just feel like he represents everything that I can't stand. Just mm. old money. Just you know, white media. I don't, all of it. <laughs> I feel like he's problematic. Just I, I don't. I don't like him. And uh, okay, no Anderson Cooper. Oh, I think I know what I'm going to hear with this one. Uh, can Joe Biden and the first lady come to the cookout? I wouldn't. I don't want Barry and Michelle. He's why would I want the architect of the crime bill? Okay, there you go. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. I figured that's what we was going to do. We can invite Sherelle Parker, the Democratic nominee for mayor in Philly. To the cookout. We just can't serve. We just got to tell Samuel L. Jackson when he tended bar not to serve no chocolate martinis. Yes, no, that can't be on the menu. We got to make sure Sherelle Parker got a designated truck. Yes, we got to make sure she get a nice Uber home. Yes, yes, yes. Oh man, let me. I'm trying see. to think if there's anybody else I could think of that I, would I got one. Want. I got one. <laughs> I want to. I want to hear. Vita, you first on this one. Take, <laughs> take your time. Don't be answering so like me, jerky. Right. This, this sounds like a no already, but go ahead. I'm just saying. Like, like I said, we trying to diverse in the crowd because we got love <laughs> for everybody. So, um, Ellen DeGeneres. No, she treats her staff horribly. She's mean to the people that work for her. Imagine she's going to treat the people at, at our picnic. 
She's gonna be no. treating the cook, the cook out. Like I don't, I don't know if I, but I mean, I guess. Do y'all believe that what she, what happened? Like I don't, I, it's. I, I absolutely. You know, I one, I one hundred percent believe it. As a person who's worked in the industry for a while, first of all, this shit happens all the time. People are mistreated. Mm-hmm. It has to be so egregious. That's what I was gonna say. What was some of the some seriously? What are some of the highlighted egregious things but, that she? But said I remember that? just just cussing people out, um, disrespecting them, people having to work longer. It was all kinds of stuff. I can't remember all the stuff. It was a bunch of stuff. But it was things that happened around, in the industry. Was it around the time of COVID? I don't remember. I don't remember all the details. But I remember the stuff that I read was stuff that I was like, oh yeah, that's pretty bad. Mind you, that industry is already bad enough. I think. This is the thing. This generation, and I you hear this joke a lot, <clears throat> and you people talk about this a lot, but generations have things have changed as generation as far as like how people work. And I think COVID definitely sped this up. Mm-hmm. People aren't taking people's shit anymore mm-hmm. when it comes to work. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of people talking about people being lazy, people don't want to work, and people going into jobs and not giving their all anymore or not staying at jobs. And then they're finding that there's people are people are starting more mm-hmm. businesses yeah they're like <laughs> we don't we ain't taking this ish we exactly we, we people wanna... are more willing to work harder for themselves than work for other people and they're also less willing to take people's shit because they can go to jobs someplace else like i think my generation and older people stayed at jobs and dealt with shit a lot more than true this generation does so a lot of people just aren't willing to be exploited. So now in, in an industry where people could get bullied and it was like supposed to be your rites of passage. And I went through that bullying. I went through all of that, right? Being mm. mistreated, uh, being humiliated in front of people, people putting you down. And then those same, and, and this is for people who look like you, right? So right. it'll be other women. That's why people, people let that shit slide when they be like, oh, this is an LGBTQ woman who's putting on other LGBTQ women or other LGBTQ people. And so therefore this person is doing great things in the industry and they'll get awarded for that shit. And they'll get praised for that shit. Mm-hmm. Same shit happened to me. Oh, you're a black woman. You got these black women that are supposed to be supporting you and praising you and putting you, putting you on and all this shit. And those are the same. And they'll get on TV and say, Oh, it's so hard for black women in the industry. It's so hard for these people, this particular group in the industry. And then they bully and mistreat people that they work that work for them. Mm. And I went through that. It was, and it was black. It was a, in particular a black woman and other black women that were bullies and mistreating me when I was working at a particular. I won't say the name of the company, but I was working at a particular entertainment company, a film company, production company. Mm. And it was other groups of women who saw I was how I was being treated by black women. And then those same black women, I would see them on TV or on podcasts talking about how hard it is for black women in the industry. It wasn't. It wasn't Tracy Ellis Ross because you. You. She. If listen. If Jalen Rose is the king of the cookout, Tracy Ellis Ross is the queen. That's what I'm saying. But you said Ellen DeGeneres. She is not. I know, but I'm just saying when you're talking about industry people who be acting up, like black women who be like messing up. Oh no, no, this wasn't Tracy. No, no, it was Tracy Ellis Ross. I just said. I was just saying. Hopefully, it wasn't her because she's the queen. No, she's the queen of the cookout, bro. No, but my point was just that Ellen. So I'm saying no to Ellen DeGeneres because, and why I believe those things is because people in the industry really do be doing like messed up stuff to people, but. I do think that it's important that when you think of people who come to the cookout, that it's people that you think would treat other people with respect. That's my whole point. Listen, y'all ain't got a lot of white people at this uh, cookout. Y'all need to Why you need them there so bad? That's the real question. I'm just saying. (laughs) 
Tracy Ellis Ross is not allowed at the cookout. What? Uh, he got a he got something. Why? Why chick? What? What did she do? He ain't do nothing. She just. I don't like blackish either. But come on. I, it ain't blackish. I love blackish. A couple of things that she has said. She has. She has made. Tim is serious. I thought he was playing. Dead serious. I don't want to see her nowhere near the cookout. She oh. has made one or two too many broad generalizations about men for me and they have gone viral in certain circles and a lot of women have signed on to them and I like just, what kind of things that she said she, she said uh one occasion she made a comment about uh men uh men generally being man boys uh that men never really grow up they remain committed to certain juvenile pursuits as they get older and that prevents them from being good partners good husbands whatever they they tend they lean men are men are inclined toward irresponsibility uh she talked about that on more than one occasion and that that really that really troubled me a little bit so no i don't want her to cook up wow well what about the, what about what about the idea of what Vita said like she might why a borderline almost you know michelle obama said a couple greasy things well that's what i'm saying like would she would she classify as somebody to show up so conversation and communication along with clarification <laughs> speaking of we bringing the wayans boys in you know what i'm saying so uh I to have I, this conversation with tracy i think Tr tracy ellis ross is uh obnoxious and i think she's condescending but you don't you don't think that somebody like tracy ellis ross would have interesting conversations with people like a shannon sharp or um charles barkley who might say something that's a little more no uh, leaning think, towards no, offensive to women no i th i don't think so because i think deep down inside uh Tracy Ellis Ross believes that Shannon Sharp and Charles Barkley are beneath her. Oh um, wow! Yeah, yeah, and I, I I really believe that about her. I think she's I think she's condescending, and I think she has a very high estimation of herself that frankly is unjustified. So, um, oh, wow, Vita, is not perspective? So the three of us, we often I mean we we don't agree on everything, but we generally have a mindset that but that kind of thinks similarly and i know vita and i we're like yo put tracy in she's a queen and tim raises his hand was like yeah my perspective on tracy is not like yours she can't come to the joint yeah That's i don't crazy i know i didn't expect that well i also don't remember her saying stuff i mean i'm not surprised that she said that stuff but i don't know if that necessarily disqualifies it from the cookout for me but I can, but I definitely understand Tim's perspective, because mm -hmm. um, that is pretty egregious stuff to say. I do think if I could make an exception for people like Charles Barkley and Shannon Sharp or other people that I think I don't like, I definitely don't always agree with things that either of them say. But I definitely, I definitely don't agree with what Tracy Ellis Ross said. But I don't think she's somebody I would disqualify for that. Because I feel like that she does represent 
people that would definitely be at the cookout. Well, I, you think, know? I think Charles Barkley and Shannon Sharp are saying those things for the sake of hyperbole and comedy. Shannon Sharp is an entertainer it, at heart. I mean, he played pro football all those years, and he was a great athlete and all of that. But Shannon Sharp is an entertainer. And for that matter, so is Charles Barkley, right? He's famous for his comments on the TNT pregame show. So he's part of they're – both, they're both entertainers. Now, Tracy Ellis Ross is arguably an entertainer because of her, her acting and her other um, artistic pursuits. Yeah, but she takes feminist stances or taken seriously. Yeah, so I definitely yeah. get what you're saying. Exactly. She 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 purports she wants to be taken seriously. And the, the things that is, it's easy to see when that someone like her is not joking about the things that that she says, whereas somebody like Shannon Sharp and Charles Barkley are obviously joking. And she would, by the way, probably look at both of them, according to this feminist viewpoint she espoused, as, you know, black men who, if they weren't famous entertainers, wouldn't be up to much anyway. Um, mm. And I, I really believe that that's the way she sees men. And and more importantly, I think that's the way she sees black men. But look, if y'all wanted to the cook, if y'all want to invite her to the cookout two to one, that's cool. She's at the cook, she's cool. at the cookout. She, no, I just ain't gonna be nowhere near. I'll be over there chopping it up with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> at the, at the two, grill. To, two to one, she's at the cookout. At the cookout, I just ain't I just ain't finna talk to her. It's all good. You can't talk to everybody, man. We got an all-star lineup at this cookout. Yo, Brian Brian showing up to the he's showing oh, up to the man, cookout, Brian, no doubt. Brian, Bron and his wife can definitely. Oh yeah, and Bronnie too. Oh, and Zuri, she gotta come. She's too cute not to come. The whole, the whole James family can come. Yeah, I the got, James I, gang. I got mad love for LeBron and his peeps. No doubt. Let me see here. Who else? Jason, you you been on having some white folk at the cookout, ain't you? I mean, I'm I'm in. Listen, I mean, look, we got look, we got Brene Brown. I need Brene need to talk to some people. I mean, I can listen. I can entertain Brene the whole time. Y'all be like, uh, I like Brene Brown. I just you know, we can't talk about Brene without talking about Oprah. Oprah got to be at the cookout. Uh, yeah. Oh, Oprah. I'm not. A, I'm not anti Oprah. I know. I know a lot of people are anti Oprah. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I like Oprah. I'm trying to think to who I'm, I haven't been able to think of people. Stedman and Gail gotta come. Sorry. Oh, yeah. steady stead. Um, I'm trying to think of who's some controversial people. And could if listen, well, I don't know. I think this is gonna get a universal no. His music <laughs> might be playing at the cookout, but would he be welcome? I don't think so, but I'll ask it anyway. R. Kelly. No. Absolutely not. So he should. He first of all, he shouldn't be outside right, confinement. He can't come anyway because he. He can't come nowhere. There be too many children there. No, absolutely not. Is that the primary reason? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I'm then very that's, that's fair. I don't even like his music, to be honest with you. But Wait a minute. I've, I've never been a fan. I've honestly never been an R. Kelly fan. I've this never is, been an R. Kelly fan. This is where the record is scratched. Cook a chore. Like, the yeah, cookout I'm one of the and everybody few people, stops at the cookout, like, what? You don't like I'm I one believe. of the few people who maybe like one song or two, but I've never been like an R. I Kelly fan. I believe I can fly. Yeah. 
That song is very basic, but I get why it's a hit song. Oh my goodness, you're kill- I don't even love it. I'm just it's part of the culture. I get that. I get that. I can I, I'm not denying that at all. But in general, I I've just never heard his- I believe like a fly is very basic. It's kind of comical. I'm a, I'm Listen a, to the song. It's like a church song made whatever. But see, I, I don't like those kind of songs. Yeah. Like the Free Willy song or like these songs that Holy those those generic songs that they make. Wait, 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 wait. Speaking of, is Michael Jackson and Bill Cosby invited to the Dago cookout? Talk I'll about- invite Michael, but not Bill Cosby. So I, I don't think Michael's guilty. Bill, Bill Cosby, yeah, I would. But Bill Cosby's, de- Bill Cosby's definitely guilty. I think he's definitely. Wait, guilty. wait, wait. One Bill- says no to Bill, and one says yes. Am I the tiebreaker? No, 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 no. I don't think. First of all, let me go back to R. Kelly. Huge fan of his music. Obviously, not a fan of his criminal behavior. But I do think the culture has a blind spot when it comes to R. Kelly, because R. Kelly was not born that way. R. Kelly in the the Netflix documentary Surviving R. Kelly, they did not spend anywhere near enough time talking about the sexual assaults that he suffered from from women at his church when he was between the ages of 7 and 15. I don't think that sexual predators like him are born. I think they're made and I'm not excusing anything he did because he he's in prison and he's never getting out so i'm not excusing any of that but i am saying that in it very deep beneath the outrage is an inability to see the the sense in which he himself was victimized as a kid and i i agree with you 100 percent. i 100 percent agree with that and I don't. I actually don't like the documentary. I have a lot of issues with the documentary, including how the survivors were treated. Right. Um, in regards to that documentary, um, so I will hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, yeah. That's so why I, I asked specifically, like, why is he not coming? Is it just because of the uh, the the kid thing? And I get that, but the other stuff, like R. Kelly, didn't grow up in a vacuum. Like that stuff, that shit happened to him. Right. Yeah, it should happen to him, but. And, and this is a part. Okay, it's a person who studied this for years because mm-hmm. I very, I was you know very interested in preventing issues around pedophilia and, and childhood sexual abuse. But he's not safe to be around mm-hmm. children. That's just the reality. I mean, he can't come to the cookout. And I, I as a per, as a person who. Like, think about it like this. Would you want him or someone like him at the cookout with girls at the cookout? You know what I mean? They got, they're bringing their friends. Listen, I want you to know that you know I, I agree, Not you, not you. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying anyone who's listening. Like, you wouldn't want your, you know, you your daughter brings her friends. And now you got to think about the fact that you, you are responsible for somebody else's kids who are at the cookout as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. I mean, at some point, you have, regardless of what happened to him as a child, you have to understand the law of cause and effect, right? The fact of the matter is, despite his despite his own victimization when he was a kid, you know, even if you take that as a given, I think Vita's point is well taken. Someone who has that level of untreated trauma and who is driven or sexually aroused by young children 
maybe as a result of that trauma or as a result of that trauma combined with other factors, it's just not safe to have around children, right? So you have to sort of accept that proposition. And so, okay, so R. Kelly can't come to the cookout. That's a, that was a, that was a much needed little, I think, serious conversation, but at what is an otherwise uh, jovial and joyous occasion. So I'm trying to think of, in the name of Jason's call for uh, racial diversity, I'm trying to think of some more white folk who maybe could come to the cookout. How about Al Pacino? Al Pacino come to the cookout. Great actor. Man. No. Being a good actor don't mean you should come to the cookout. Man. So I guess I guess for me to be impressed with a white person that comes to where I'll be like, oh yeah, they can come to the cookout. There has to be something that makes me go, oh, okay, they've done something to warrant a welcome from black people. Okay. Like what have you done make me go, oh, okay, you've done something that made me go, you've warranted you've done something that aided us in something that helped us do something or create something or build something or have like what have you done other than show up at a, Greg, on a Greg, movie screen Greg Popovich Tim <laughs> Pop, Pop. Pop, yeah I think Pop could come to <laughs> Greg Popovich <laughs> I gotta say what I said in Greg Popovich is the thing. That's what it's right. Like you, I'm thinking through the, the no, Rolodex. You know, you know who can come to the cookout? I'ma just, I'ma just lay it down. He's a white man who could definitely come to cookout. Andy Reid can come to the cookout. The Andy head coach Reed. of the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, Andy that's your boy. That's you know why boy. he can come to the cookout? Because when everybody was throwing Michael Vick to the, to, when everybody was kicking Michael Vick to the curb. Andy Reid, when he got it, when Vic got out of prison, out of federal prison for two years, Andy Reid was like, you come play for the Eagles and you're going to be my quarterback. And all them white people in Philly, own dogs, was like, I'm throwing away my season tickets. And Andy Reid was like, I don't care what y'all do. Michael Vick going to play for the Philadelphia Eagles. I love that. I love that. So here's my follow-up. Is Abe Lincoln coming to the, is Abraham Lincoln coming to the cookout? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did. <laughs> no, Abraham, no, Abraham Lincoln ain't coming to the cookout because he ain't free the slaves because it was more slavery was morally he thought slavery was morally wrong. He freed the slaves because it was politically expedient. No, you can't come to the cookout. But he freed the slaves. But he didn't. He freed them to what? I, but can I quote Buddy. Dr. King? Can I quote Dr. King? Go for it. The Emancipation Proclamation gave freedom, but it was freedom to hunger. It was freedom to the winds and rains of heaven. It was freedom to be arrested again on trumped up charges under black codes. Freedom without any financial infrastructure is loitering. But it was, it, okay, I, okay, I feel you, I feel you, but it was freedom, it was freedom to reconstruction. It was a freedom from, it was not a freedom to, there's a difference. Vita, oh, what's your take? What's your take, sis? What you what you saying? Uh, I'm with Tim. Ooh. I'm with Tim. Hey, man, getting it? I'm with Tim. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, unless Abraham Lincoln had a plan for reparations already in place before he set slaves free, unless he was prepared to give slaves new employment, which he was not. He can't come because you basically freedom for the slaves just meant getting kicked off of plantations. So here's a question. I like, okay, I'm, I'm feel you. Is there any president who was white that could come? 
to the cookout. Are we talking about Slick Willie? Lyndon Johnson can come to the cookout. Lyndon you know why? Johnson. Why? Because he nominated the first black Supreme Court justice. He signed into law the Civil Rights Act in 1964, the Voting Rights Act in 1965, and the Fair Housing Act of 1968. Yeah. This dude was LB, doing work. LBJ can come to the cookout now. Now, check this out. It ain't like he was doing it out of the kindness of his heart. I mean, he had King and, and Andy Young and them in his face every day. But he, you know, he did it. It's hard for politicians, for me to say politicians come to the cookout because they rarely do something because it's right. LBJ was calling Martin Luther King a nigger preacher and nigger this, nigger that behind the scenes. He was doing all of that. So as much as I want him to come, now I'm almost doing a 180 and I'm thinking it's hard for politicians to come because they always have a hidden agenda. I, what do you think, Vita? I don't know. I don't <clears throat> I don't think there's any president that's invited to the out. Yeah. I have yeah. none of them. Not a single one. Or vice president. I hear you. Including the current one. So no. So so Kamala Kamala can't Absolutely come? not. I do that's not like fat. her. Oh, you heard that real fast. Real fast. I do not like her at all. I think she's um I do not like a her snake. green eggs and ham. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was trying to get somebody white who to me is, is that qualified. sad right now like we we struggling to get some white people at the cookout like listen are there not any white champions among us i got one but he's yeah. dead john brown yeah there you go john brown could come to the cookout i know nothing about john brown holla at me i've heard that name he was an abolitionist okay white abolitionist who led a slave revolt at Harper's Ferry, West Virginia, where him and the slaves conspired to take over a federal military base and from there make demands on the U.S. government to end slavery. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. John Brown can come. So he can come. That's the and only one I got. Matter of fact, <laughs> at the cookout, we finna start the John Brown Society for good faith white folk. <laughs> y'all see how far back y'all went to go get to get this white person. So, and for listening, listen, for those of y'all who are listening out there, if you ever get a chance to, if you live anywhere near West Virginia, I got some good friends that live in West Virginia, just outside of, of just north of Maryland. If you ever get a chance to go to West Virginia, go to Harper's Ferry. You could take the whole tour of the town. They show you everything. They have a wax museum where John Brown's figure there is in wax and the slaves who helped him, they were tried for treason against the United States, convicted and executed within like two weeks. You know, what's interesting is it's believed that there was actually a note from Mary Ellen Pleasant in his pocket. Mm, wow. So Mary Ellen Pleasant, um, she was also an abolitionist who, um, Actually, ended up becoming very wealthy through marriage. She was a former uh, enslaved person, um, and she ended up. Uh, it's, a, it's a much, it's a very interesting story. She ended up becoming like this badass uh, person who would help free. Uh, she would basically help to get young men who were kidnapped and taken back into taken into slavery or back into slavery. She basically, so they were kidnapped. They would get kidnapped in a free state and taken into slavery. She'd go back with the group of people 
usually men and go fight to get them back wow like go and kidnap them back essentially <laughs> yeah so she was like a crazy wow. amazing abolitionist yeah that's deep yeah. which reminds me um that harriet tubman of course is gonna be at the cookout Oh tubby, yeah, Tubby Tub, of course. As, as is my girl Ida B. Wells, who was the goat, right? I just absolutely huge, huge fan of Ida B. Wells. Uh, Jay, we talked about Frederick Douglass earlier this morning, right? You know, Freddie could come to the cookout. Fred was a gangster. <laughs> Fred was an effing gangster. And, and I can't believe we've excluded him. We really haven't excluded him because it's understood he's going to be there. Is James Baldwin? Uh, we need James Baldwin. We need Tony Morrison. Oh, love Tony Morrison. We need Tony. Well, I'm reading one of her books now, Paradise. Oh man, I love Tony. Wait, Morrison. Talk to us about Tony Tony Morrison for those of us who don't know who Tony Mar- Morrison is. Vita, would you like to tell? No, me? go ahead. Okay, Toni Morrison is a, a black woman, a black woman writer. Uh, a lot of her work is in the 20th century, but she did work uh, into the 21st century just until she passed away. Very sadly, a few years ago, R.I.P. Toni Morrison. Her book, Beloved, was turned into a feature film, which I believe starred Oprah Winfrey. And when I was in college, I was exposed to her work because I took a wonderful class from one of my mentors uh, named Dr. Jim Trotman. And Dr. Trotman taught uh, a a course called Black Women Writers when I was in college. And we read Toni Morrison. We read Zora Neale Hurston. Zora Neale Hurston got to be at the cookout too. She's a total goat. Uh, Zora Neale Hurston. And Toni Morrison uh, was entrusted with the, the, some of the collected writings of James Baldwin when James Baldwin passed away back in 1987 and Toni Morrison is the editor of some of his collected works so yeah Toni Morrison definitely is at the cookout I think Angela Davis another black woman who I'm a fan of I'm not, I, don't, I don't agree with her on all of her positions but I'm certainly a fan of hers um, she could be at the cookout y'all My know students- Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go What's ahead. the lady's name who went around teaching in school systems about like um, race and like she was one of the first ones who just went. She did the Jane Elliott. Yes. Did you the brown eye blue eyed experiment? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is she coming? Can I get a Can I get a three unanimous on this? Can she come to the to the pick to the cook cookout? Uh, oh my. Vita, I'm gonna say you need you only need two votes. <laughs> Why is there friction on her? She, I thought she she was doing. Listen, she might not have been perfect. Who is? I like she, the experiment. I like the experiment. You don't like her. She stood I up. I don't dislike her. I, I'm gonna tell she you, coming. I, I, I like, yeah, she coming. I like. I like. I like. She just don't need my people. vote to do it. Okay. White person who could come to the cookout, and y'all might not know anything about her, but you'll recognize her legacy when you hear some of the stuff she did. So there's a woman in Philadelphia named Catherine Drexel. Uh, There's a big university in Philadelphia called Drexel University. The Drexels were a multi-millionaire, borderline billionaire family 
in the 19th, late 19th and early 20th century, I believe, in Philadelphia. And Catherine Drexel, the daughter, uh, said that she wanted to get her inheritance before her father died. And her father said, okay. And when he gave her her share of the inheritance, she became a nun. She converted to Catholicism, I think. Oh no, the Drexels were Catholic. And she entered the convent and she started an order of nuns called the Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament. And she was so moved by the plight of black children in the South and indigenous children in the Southwest that she went to Arizona and started a convent and she took all of her inheritance from her father and she donated it to the cause of setting up schools for indigenous children in the Southwest and schools for black children in the Southeast. And one of those schools is Xavier University in New Orleans, Louisiana, the HBCU that is an HBCU because of Catherine Drexel's philanthropy. She gave the money to start the school and she wanted African-American children to have a safe place to go to school and be educated and learn. And that's uh, that's Catherine Drexel. So oh, I wow. think she to the cookout. Wow. Yep. Big, big fan of, of Catherine Drexel. Yeah, I mean, that sounds nice. I was, I'm not going to lie. I was going to hate up until you got to the Xavier University part. Yep. Yep. She, she's the founder or she's the, she's the philanthropist, I think, responsible for getting the land and establishing the school and trying to hire black professors to work there and all of that. So, yeah. Yep. 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 And of okay. course, most nuns in the Catholic Church, they take a vow of poverty. So it's not like, I mean, she, the, the money that she took from her father, if it didn't go to the school, it's just to the schools that she set up. It just went to the nuns to help maintain the convent and help maintain their lifestyle and so forth. I think they're still around. They're called the Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament. So, and I'm extra proud of her because she's a Philadelphian. So, <laughs> of course, I'm nominating two 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 white people and and Tim. I think uh, first of all, first one's Mother Mother Teresa. Can I just I just uh, maybe no, absolutely not. She was a scammer and a crook. Really. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the things come out. You the didn't know things that. Come out on Motown Philly podcast. Oh, you didn't know that she was a scammer. Oh, how do I know if my, like Mother Teresa is not synonymous with scamming? Let's yeah. dive deep. Let's dive deeper. Yeah. So essentially, it came out that she was setting up a lot of those scenes where kids are being sick. Like she was basically telling people to not give oh, kids medicine God. and basically letting people suffer. So when the cameras came. She would look like she was caring for kids and all types of shit. You can like look it up and flip the story. Oh, Tim's so looking at that right now. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm I'm listening. I I you know who yeah. else you know who else can't come to the cookout? Gandhi. Gandhi, yep. Gandhi, Gandhi couldn't stand black people. Shut your mouth. Yeah. yeah. And there's also some questions around a lot of things he was doing as well. But um, well, let's yeah. ask this question: What can the Honorable Li Elijah Muhammad come? No, I think he's done Venus, some Venus egregious things for the same reasons why Malcolm X left 
is the reason why he can't come. Right. I mean, he got a lot of he got a lot of young girls pregnant, and he got he basically had a concubine, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. Mean, that's why Malcolm X and the Malcolm X called him on. Uh, can Farrakhan come? No. He got Malcolm, he got Malcolm killed, didn't he? Allegedly, but and I'll be honest with you, like I actually like some of the things Farrakhan says, but he's like Elijah Muhammad and a lot of other people. They say a lot of great things, but they also say some things and do some things that are aren't so great. Like, and that's the that's the tricky part a lot of, about a lot of people who are great speakers and orators. Sometimes it's like I'll say this: how you kind of create cults, even, and, I, and maybe that's just my um my aversion to cult like thinking i can mm-hmm. sometimes pay attention to people who are really great at some in some areas and say some really wonderful things but then you find out other things and they're just then they might make you upset like there were certain things that like he would just he justified the killing of malcolm x you know farcon did um so yeah no i couldn't do farcon yeah malcolm can be there though yeah, I think I think Malcolm. Oh, I love Malcolm. A thousand, a thousand percent. D.L. Hughley, all the kings of comedy. Let's just wait, wait, wait. Uh, hey, you know what? Here's I a was... guy who can come to the cookout as long as he agrees to give no relationship advice. Steve Harvey. Uh, <laughs> I well, I think part of it is nah. He got to be able to do that so we can argue about it. Mm. Like I, the part of me, part of the fun on that is debating some stuff he says because he says because I think. The stuff he says is the stuff that a lot of the people in his the, age group would say, especially the, the church going age group. And this is why I love Vita on here, because sometimes like you just mix it up like you keep it, you keep it, we, you keep us honest because <laughs> there is a spirit that both Tim and I would be like, hell no, nah, Steve can't come. But like, ah, he could come. He just going to be he going to this going to be some this going to be some dust kicked up a little bit. Um, and we're gonna have to roll our eyes and we might have to get up from the table depending on what he's talking about. Yeah, because yeah, he, he says some ridiculous things. He absolutely does. I used to listen to his morning radio show. He definitely says some ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. But I think part of the charm is that he is gonna, he, a lot of people would agree with him, especially a lot of the people who are church going his age group oh, definitely he got him eating yeah. out the palm of his pants i have to count on him saying because he's so country oh <laughs> god is he country and i mean part, it's part from, of his charm yeah it, it is it is part of, that's exactly right Vita. it is part of his charm and that's the part about steve harvey that i like but when that fool opens up his mouth and starts giving relationship advice, I'm just like, dude, just please go somewhere and exactly. sit down, please. Vita, I got Vita, I got one for Tim. We gonna have to run because y'all know this could go forever. We gonna have to wrap up soon, but check it, yeah. Tim, Vita, let's let's see what Tim's remarks gonna be on this one. I nominate, I nominate Sister Ellen G. White, what say ye, Tim Golden? E.G. White, let me let's tell the listener to tell a story. Be the like, who the hell? This is exactly what I'm thinking. (laughs) So, Seventh day Adventism, 
is a Protestant, a Christian Protestant denomination that was part of the second great religious awakening here in the United States. The denomination was formally organized in 1863 in the midst of the Civil War. And the denomination began as an amalgam of other Protestant groups, Baptists, Methodists, Presbyterians, Episcopalians, who came together, left their various denominations and called themselves the Adventists, meaning that they believed that the second coming of Jesus Christ was imminent. And the uh, Ellen G. White, the uh, middle name is, uh, the G is for Gould, mm-hmm. uh, Ellen Gould Harmon White, was a woman who was associated with um, the Advent movement. And she left, if I'm not mistaken, she left the Methodist church. And she was considered to have received a series of messages that were inspired from God. And those messages became the doctrinal basis for the formation and structure of the Seventh-day Adventist Church as it is known today. So that's who E.G. White is. I'm going to say this. Uh. E.G. White could come to the cookout, but anybody who interprets her in a hyper-conservative way is not welcome. That's all you got to say, bro. That's all I got to say. I mean, what I'm going to say, she said a lot about slavery. Right. She said at the time, what did she say? She said that. And I mean, she wasn't lying. She said it wasn't safe for black people and white people to go to church together in the South. And who's going to dispute that? Right. I mean, if you imagine a black person, and a white person sitting next to each other in church in Mississippi in 1892, probably not a good move. Right. So she advocated for separate churches for black and white people, not because she was racist or believed in Jim Crow, but because she just said it wasn't safe. So, I mean, you know, I'm kind of indifferent, really, Jay, the more I think about it. I mean, E.G. could come. She could not. E.G. probably would not want to come to the cookout because they would be serving too much of the king's meat. She wouldn't want none of that chicken. E.G. White. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The, 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 listen. I think the the story was painted like she was ultra conservative, but I believe towards the end of the end of her life, that chick was out there wearing jewelry, eating burgers, and, and she wasn't like everybody painted her out to be. She's probably cussing too. Hey man, she wrote she wrote a paragraph. She wrote a section in one of her books called "The Evil of Long Sermons," and it was said she used to preach for four hours at a time. Sheesh. So I don't know. I'm sort of indifferent. You know, she could come. She might not come. So we got we got it. We got a long list. Going to be a lot of folks there. By the way, we didn't mention Denzel. I think it's understood Denzel will be there. Yeah. Denzel. The cook, Some just. And Angela. Got to have Angela Bassett. Oh, oh yeah. Angela Bassett. No doubt. No doubt. Angela Bassett. Denzel. Oh, Viola Davis. Got to be there. Man. Love me some Viola Davis. Uh, we need her to cook out. So yeah, it's a long list. Wow. Vanilla ice. Vanilla ice. We think you funny. 
no. <laughs> By the way, all the weigh-ins brothers can come to the cookout. Oh, definitely, definitely. All the um, listen, this is going to be a mic drop, and I think it's apropos. Eminem is coming to the effing cookout. Well, that's your Period. bias talking, because you're from the D. I was about to say. Period. And Eminem is from up there at the 313. So, yeah, yeah. Period. I think, yeah, I would like to see him battle Black Thought. Who would definitely be at the cookout without yeah, question? Definitely. I think Eminem might get rolled up like a blunt and smoked by Black. It'll, 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 it'll be some dust kicking. It, it, it'll be a battle, though. Tre- Trevor Noah's coming. Look, we can do, we can do this forever, y'all. I, I ain't. Tim ain't right. trying to have Trevor. What about you, Vita? I'm not a big Trevor Noah fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he can come. Thanks. Yeah, Appreciate I mean, it. Um, yeah, he's harmless. He's not really. He, he is more harmless than his persona. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. yeah. His well persona said. is very harmful. But him, I don't know him. He's probably a good dude. You know, give him an extra dollop of potato salad or something. Tell him to take it back over there to South Africa. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tell him to get, you know, some of them Africans need to be at the cookout because they need to see what black folk are really all about. Not give some stereotype can version in a monologue on your TV show. So, I hear that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, folks, listen. Look, y'all been hanging in there with us tonight. True. So, 42 of the Motown Philly podcast. Vita, Jason, it's going to be a great Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be a great cookout. Whoever you invite to the cookout, make sure that you are promoting communication, connection, and community. You know what's heavy, y'all? I said this earlier. I'm in Walla Walla, Washington. Jason is in Memphis. And Vita is in Los Angeles. And even as we are far away, we have built communication and connection and community. And we hope that wherever you are listening to this, that you have built community, that you have built uh, connection and community with us through this communication here tonight. Vita, tell our listeners where they can find you, girl, on social media. They can find me on Instagram at VitaStar, V-I-D-A-S-T-A-R-R. You can also find me on Twitter at LifeStarMedia, L-I-F-E-S-T-A-R-M-E-D-I-A. All right, Jay, where can they find you, man? When you're not in when you're not in Detroit, we know you in Memphis. When you're in Memphis, you on the podcast. When you ain't on the podcast, where can they find you at, Jay? Yo, you guys can find me on Instagrams. I primarily hang out there. That's at the speaker's mechanic. Again, at the speaker's mechanic. You can get at me. I am a communication skills coach for professionals and business. Uh, businessmen, persons, or and entrepreneurs. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Jason Hall, the communication skills coach. Look for me there. Tim Golden, where can we find you, sir? You can find me on Instagram at a good golden man. I've been getting some more followers, many of them bots who are catfishing me. I blocked them, but if you follow me and you're legit, I ain't gonna block you. I promise. If you have numbers in your Instagram name and you and you're a legit person and not a bot or a catfisher, send me a DM and tell me that you're for real. 
and I will make sure I follow you back. But that said, you can find me on the gram at the good golden man. You can find me on Twitter at DRTJ golden ESQ. And last but not least, you can find me on Facebook at Tim golden, three things in life are certain death taxes. And I am the only black man in Walla Walla named Tim golden. You can take that to the bank. I guarantee it. Listen, folks, episode 43 coming up next week. Next week, when we do our recording, we will be in the month of June. And you know what that means. June is Black Music Month. So get ready for some serious reflections and conversations on Black music. I know next week we're going to be talking about the music and Black music and how it's impacted us growing up. And we're going to have all that good conversation. And I can just say that I am, if I had, if I had three wishes, uh, one of those three wishes would be that Vita Star uh, is able to join us next week and agrees to join us next week for that conversation. As usual, Vita, your invitation is always open. I'm sure our listeners hope you can be with us. We, Jason and I certainly do. And I think we recognize that you make us better. And so we appreciate everything that you do, Vita. Thank you. And Thank whether, you. whether you can join us next week or not, we hope that all of you who are listening out there will join us, will join us next week and beyond. A lot of good things coming up in June. Again, it's Black Music Month. We have a special guest coming up for Father's Day. And we just look forward to uh, to all that's coming up next month. So In the meanwhile, y'all have a great Memorial Day weekend. Have a safe Memorial Day weekend. Celebrate, and y'all have a good cookout with all kinds of good food and all kinds of good people. And maybe some of y'all know some of these people we mentioned. If you can get a celebrity or two at the cookout, that's great. If you have a brush with celebrity this weekend, go on to the Motown Philly Podcast Facebook group and share it there. Share your thoughts on the cookout there. Share your thoughts on this conversation there. And we are just grateful for all of you. So until next week, y'all, we are out of here like Vladimir.